Thanks for listening to the Home Fix Show podcast brought to you by Heating Equipment Company. All makes and models of residential and commercial furnaces and air conditioners can be serviced or installed by Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer. 208-459-2212. This is a podcast of the Home Fix Show with Joe Prince. Hey, good morning. Ah, welcome to the Saturday morning live talk radio programs here on News Talk KBOI. Thank you for waking up with us. This is the Home Fix Show. For the next three hours, we're going to do our best to help you out with your questions about fixing things at your house, home repairs, building houses, improvements, contractors, the products. So what are you taking on next? I mean, uh, do you need a second opinion on this or a recommendation? I will do my absolute best to help you out. Let's talk. I'm Joe Prin, and this is Home Fix, the number 208-336-3700. Thank you, Tara, for fixing my headphones. Weird, when you don't have them on, it's just you lose the cadence there. You lose the the rhythm that we've developed over so many years. Uh, hey, before we get into the program today, I believe there's probably a gentleman listening today that I need to say happy birthday to. Uh, his name is... General Daryl Manning. Uh, General Manning is 90 years old today, and I've known the general for quite a few years through this show and as a customer of uh, my remodeling business for a while and also the the person, one of the persons who got me into uh, becoming a Rotarian uh, with the Eagle Garden City Rotary Club many years ago. I was invited to their Thursday meeting of the uh, Eagle Rotary Club and got to have lunch with General Manning once again. And um, every time that we talk with him or I talk with him or have a conversation, I learn something new. And uh, General Manning, all I can say is you have done so, so many things uh, on the behalf of the citizens of this country and Idaho in particular, and the the departments and things that you've served in and led and counseled and mentored and created uh, just over the years, just what what a you know not only what a resume, but it, it's the results that that were put in place uh, by this individual. Uh, just the the amazing things that every one of us that is listening today is, is touched on a daily basis by something that um, General Manning had, had his, his hands and his brain and his eyes and his, his, his efforts into. So have a fantastic birthday today, General, and uh, thank you for being you and being the person you have been for these past 90 years and I just certainly hope that the next phases of your life here are just as uh, enjoyable for you as the, as the past have been. It looks great and uh, it feels great. So um, thank you, thank you, General Manning, and ha- happy birthday to you. All right, on uh, today's show, we've got a couple things coming up here. Of course, I've prepared a uh, fairly extensive list of topics. Boy, all kinds of things popped up in in my face uh, this this past week that I thought, oh, I need to talk about that. I need to talk about that. That'll be good to talk about on the show. Oh, this will be good. Or, oh, yeah, I forget about that. This will be good. 
But, as usual, everything that uh, you call in with always seems to be more interesting. At least it is to me. Maybe it's because it's just spur of the moment and uh, and uh, fun to talk about. So, so don't hesitate today. Let's get your phone calls in. 208-336-3700 is how you can join us. You can also send an email to joe at joeprin.com, P-R-I-N, joe at joeprin.com. Uh, you can send that into there. Uh, my trusted resource list is there also at joe at joeprin.com. Just updated that the other day. I had a, an incorrect phone number. One of our listeners pointed that out to me. Thank you. If you ever find something like that where I've made a, a typo or a transposition or something, uh, please do let me know and we'll make some corrections to that. Um, yeah, just uh, if you need phone numbers, names of the people that you hear on this show and others that uh, I'd recommend you give a, a chance at your business. Uh, just go to joeprin.com. Just go there directly, and you'll get the current list. If you've bookmarked one, you may get one that's older. So make sure you have one that is updated from uh, this past week here. You'll see that there. 208-336-3700. Let's go to Kent in Jerome. Good morning, Kent. Joe, how you doing this morning? I'm doing good. You getting an early start before it gets hot down there in the desert? <laughs> well, I start about two o'clock every morning. You know. Yep. Yep. What do you What do you think about these mini splits that you're supposed to be able to put these in by yourself? You know anything about them, Joe? Um. Well, I know what the product is. It is a heat pump system that is self-contained. It's a device that has been popular around the world for many, many decades. We're just seeing them here. Where we're most familiar with a a version of them is if you've ever stayed in a hotel or a motel room that had that uh, heating and cooling unit sticking out the front wall under the window. That's kind of what this thing is. It's a wall-mounted cassette on the inside of your house, and then there's a couple of pipes going to it that connect to the heat pump uh, system that's outside, and uh, it works as a heater and an air conditioner and can either supplement a space or if you have added on space somewhere, maybe you've got an outside workshop or something and you want to heat and cool it, it's it's a pretty efficient way to do that. Now, as far as installing them yourself, you know, if I had to do that, I wouldn't be comfortable doing that because of the, uh, it, it, the, it's the cool, the wrong, the word's free on it. It's the wrong word, but the stuff that's inside of those that's pressurized that makes the system work. I don't know much about how to work with that stuff. So I don't think I'd be comfortable trying to do that myself. Well, what I have read, why the lines come pre-pressured and the unit outside has got the so-called pre-on in and all you do is just book them together and and it's there so well and and i'm calling to see what you think yeah and i i haven't experienced that i I guess i'd have to look into it a little bit more It, it sounds like it's designed for somebody to do this themselves so uh, obviously, it's been engineered and tested and, and uh, you know, multiple installs. And obviously, you kind of think in this world, you know, if a manufacturer is going to put something out there that doesn't work, 
that's not that's not in their best self-interest. So so I think if it if you took your time, you followed their instructions very closely, you you looked everything over, you had all the right tools to do it and uh, you you picked the right system for you. Yeah, anybody can install anything if they're if they take the time to learn it or or have that proficiency in it. So if it's designed to do that and they are marketing as such, sure, go for it. Let let's give it a try. Why not? What's your application? Well, where, where are you putting this? Well, it's going into an old farmhouse, and that's my question is, they say the, they've got up to 50-foot lines, but the ones that are pressurized are only 25-foot long, and that really limits where you can put that. But they say you can mount the condensers that was on the outside to the wall. Yes. And I'm wondering what you think about that. Is, is, yeah, that was. I've always seen her on the ground on a piece of concrete. Yeah, this is going to look a lot different than that. Uh, these are thinner. Um, I've, I, I installed, or I didn't install, I hired a heating company to do it, but we installed several of these at the, the church that I used to work at. And they were, uh, although they were sitting up on the, the, the flat roof of, of part of this church, they're they're fairly thin. I mean, these things weren't more than a, a foot thick and and they were they were taller they were probably two feet two and a half feet tall and about the same in width so that would lend itself to a wall mount quite easily i've also seen in many um condominium uh builds that have been done recently and some of the more modern style houses they'll have these it's almost like a shelf bracket system that mounts to the wall and then that that unit just sits right on top of that or or is attached to it and it gets it off of the ground level and i can see some real advantages to that anybody that's you know had to string trim around their uh their condenser unit or mow around it or you know rake the leaves around it and stuff having it mounted on a wall uh that makes pretty good sense i guess as long as it it's mounted well and the thing doesn't start rattling and vibrating and you know shaking the whole house i think i think and they're again it's designed for that i am sure so it it shouldn't be an issue yeah you can get that thing anywhere up there anywhere you want it might also help well, you out in getting power to it and stuff too that's what i was asking is it going to sit there and vibrate you know the the videos i've seen on it by the bracket the guy was about 250 pounds and he said i could sit right here on this bracket but right. is it going to sit there and, and vibrate your outside wall or if you put it on the outside of a bedroom are you going to sit there and listen to it all night well and and you very well might but again you, you have to think that you know this this is not a new technology this has been around for a while and has likely proven itself over and over again i think maybe that's where you check into some of the uh, the the consumer commentary on that take it for what it's worth you know people are sometimes quick to complain and long to uh, to praise but uh, you'd have to think that if they are recommending that you do this then if it's installed right it should work just fine it it's not something where they're going to be encouraging you to be disappointed okay. All right. Well, I appreciate that. That's some good insight there, Joe. So yeah. All right, Kent. I'll go. check into it a little bit more and and go from there. So yeah, and I'd be curious how it goes. And I'm, I'm going to take a look at them too myself because the ones I've seen have always been you know installed by HVAC professionals and you know wired by electricians and all of that. So 
uh, if there is that uh, do-it-yourself option out there, that that sounds kind of kind of interesting, especially for somebody that uh, can't seem to get people to show up at their house or go up to the cabin in the mountains or something. This may be a good uh, good option for that. Well, well be- I do recommend having an electrician wired in for you. I mean, yeah. So I, I think that's good and safe to do that. Just to make sure that that part's part's done correctly. Thanks, Kent. Okay. Appreciate your phone call. Thanks. Bye. Yep. We'll be back with more of the Home Fix Show right after this. 208-336-3700 is how you can join us. Right here on News Talk KBOI, 93.1 FM and 670 AM. The Home Fix Show with Joe Brin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Renewable Energy Northwest is your starting point when you want to find out about solar for your home. Like others, they will start with a copy of your power bill. But that is where everything changes. Renewable Energy Northwest goes beyond the power bill and looks at other solutions to reduce energy consumption as part of a complete package. This could involve a more efficient heating and cooling system, a solar thermal hot water system, insulation improvements, and even replacing inefficient appliances and lighting. With this, PV panels now need to generate less making for a simpler, lower-cost total system for your home. Renewable Energy Northwest has a complete solar solution for you. Call 208-577-6537 or look at RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. 208-577-6537 or look at RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. Insulation works year-round. You know that. But for some reason, the heat of summer seems to be when we pay the most attention to it. Did you question if your home's insulation could have been better last year? Let's not do that again this year. Get those questions answered with a call to Go Green Insulation. Insulation comes in several different forms and materials. Let the pros at Go Green Insulation figure out for you the best way to improve your comfort and energy savings all at the same time. Attics to crawl spaces and the insulated walls in between. Go Green Insulation has the lasting improvement of quality insulation for your home. Go Green Insulation knows all the latest energy code requirements, whether your home is 80 years old or just a decade or two. It's always a good time to insulate. Call Go Green Insulation at 208-912-0028 or visit gogreeninsulation.com. 208-912-0028 or visit gogreeninsulation.com. Installing fresh air filters is one of the best ways to maximize the performance of your air conditioning. It very seriously could keep you from having to call an HVAC technician out for an emergency repair at the worst possible time. At Air Filter Superstore, they have the right filters in the right size at the right price. Stop in, grab, and go. Quick and easy. Custom sizes can be built while you wait. To keep your air conditioner running cool and efficient, pick up several new filters from the Air Filter Superstore and you'll be ready for whatever the air brings our way. Located at 3825 East Lanark, one block east of DeMeyer Furniture near Franklin and Eagle Road in While there, sign up for the free delivery service on qualifying orders. Installation is also available. For more information on proper filtration for your home or business and the Air Filter Superstore, visit airfiltersidaho.com or call or text 208-672-1323. The Air Filter Superstore, 208-672-1323. The Air Filter Superstore. 
gardening season, hunting season, golfing season, ski season, but a roofing season? While some seasons only last a few months, roofing season is actually whenever you need it to be, right? Like now, when it's time for a new roof on your home, CF Construction is the recommended roofing contractor here on the Home Fix Radio Show. Craig and his team at CF Construction not only get in, get to work, and get done and get cleaned up in an amazingly quick amount of time, but the work is done to exacting quality standards as well as all manufacturers' warranty specifications and requirements. Don't wait too long. We all know how unpredictable the construction industry is right now. CF Construction has the people and the materials to get you taken care of. Tell Craig you listen to the Home Fix Show when you call him for your free on-site quotation. 208-921-1445. That's 208-921-1445 for your new roof from CF Construction. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. Your very first garage. Do you remember when you got your first house that actually had a garage with it, attached or detached, just the first time that you had that. Um, some of us may remember that, or we were perhaps renting a house and we didn't have access to that, or you were a roommate somewhere or in an apartment complex or something where you may have had a carport at the best or whatever. But anyway, you got your, your first garage. Well, my, my son is in his first house in his life that he has not rented. He's officially a homeowner now. Well, actually, he's buying it from the bank, but you know what I mean. Uh, With that, he has the desire to set up a workbench in his new garage for some of his tools, and he's watched my obsessions for the last 30 years or so of his life anyway, so he knows what is possible to build and do in that garage and hopefully has learned something from some of my mistakes that I've made because I, oh, I thought you built this over there. Well, yeah, I tore it down and I redid it over here or something. So he's also uh, really kind of blessed to be starting with a real nice 1970s vintage uh, two-car garage. It's like 24 feet wide and uh, that's on the outside. The inside's a little less than that. But uh, uh, the one thing I noticed about this garage is uh, on the side where the garage door is. So you're standing inside the garage and you're looking at the essentially the backside of the garage door over there to the left and the right. Uh, he's got about 44 inches of wall space on each side. So that's kind of nice. A lot of, a lot of garages have way just a lot less to where when you, when you bring the car in there and if there's a passenger in the vehicle and you open the door to the car, the door almost hits the wall. So you can't really put anything over on that side. Well, he knows that he's got enough space there that if he does build a bench along that wall, people will still be able to get out of his car or something if they're they're a passenger there and he pulls in on that, that right-hand side or he can get out on the left-hand side or something. But the one thing that we noticed, uh, so we're, we started, I started helping him on this project a little bit, the garage only had one 110-volt uh, receptacle, one outlet on on that wall to plug anything into, just just the one. And that would be a 
that would be a problem for me, and I'm sure it's going to be one for him uh, for you know different tools and plugging things in, so you're not having to unplug and plug in and unplug and plug in everything as as you're using it. Uh, the wall was also drywalled as it should be with a five eighths inch fire code uh, sheetrock. Uh, that's a brand name, remember? Uh, taped and painted. The drywall sheets panels were properly installed and taped and painted and everything. So anyway, this last Wednesday, he asked me to help him out with kind of phase one of build the very first workbench kind of project for him. So uh, first thing we did, we determined which breaker in his breaker panel, which was like right there. So that was quite convenient that supplied power to that, that one outlet. And uh, sure enough, it was a 20 amp breaker. So that's good. That's good. Uh, that's what you want out there, if, especially if you're running some tools. Uh, we pulled the faceplate off the breaker panel and reviewed the wires coming out of the breaker to ensure that it was the same wire that was going into the outlet box, and it was. I learned that from Dave, our electrician. He always told me, he says, don't trust what you see in the box. Follow it back to the panel and see if it's, it's right, because he's seen where people have just used up whatever they had laying around. Uh, it was. It was the proper 12 tool, 12 to uh, Romex wire, uh, but we did find another box that came off of that that one, uh, and it went up and over the ceiling of the attic and and down into another outlet on the other side of the garage that I didn't see at first. So I guess technically there were two outlets out there, but only one on the wall that we were working with. So with him wanting more outlets on that bench wall, and maybe this is something you could do too. Uh, we, we cut what I have heard called a belly band. Again, something I learned from the electricians. This is where we marked a horizontal line uh, from one end of the wall to the other at the height that we wanted the top of the electrical boxes to be set at. So we measured up off of the, the concrete sill down there. We measured up to where we wanted this to be, marked a line, and chalked it out, uh, made sure that it was level and everything. And then we also marked a line about a foot below that and then cut that sheetrock. Um, <laughs> I used a, I used my cordless circular saw to do this because I forgot my recip saw and, and he didn't have one. And wow, did that make an impressive cloud of dust <laughs> rolling out the garage door. The neighbors probably thought the garage was on fire, all this white dust coming out of there. But Anyway, with the uh, we then removed that sheetrock between those two cuts and drilled holes through the center of the wall studs on that outside wall and uh, nailed on the extra boxes. We put one every four feet, so one, two, three studs over, box, one, two, three, box, one, two, three, box. And uh, then pulled wires from that first box into the first new one and then from that one to the second box and to the third and all the way down to the end of the line. And if you got your sheetrock off carefully, you can now replace that and uh, tape it in and mud it to be fire code legal, and you could call it good there. But uh, we didn't stop there. We, uh, we went on to the next step that I'm going to tell you about that may be uh, exactly what you've been needing to do in your garage. And we'll do that after a phone call from Mike in Nampa. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Joe. Hi. Hey, I had a couple uh, shout-outs and a question for you, if that's all right. Oh, certainly. Uh, one to Stanley Johnson at Heating Equipment Company. Uh, replaced my AC system last week. Oh. And excellent job. Gave me four options. 
being from least expensive to most, I chose the most expensive because I, I chose to get a three and a half ton AC instead of a, a three ton. Okay. What what a difference it makes in my two story house. Wow. Wow. What what yeah. motivated the replacement? Did the other one just absolutely fry itself or was not performing it, or it, what? The day before July fourth, so right during a holiday weekend. Well of course I quit. It just all of a sudden was just blowing ninety degrees out the vents. So uh, we knew we were in trouble. Okay. And uh it was the compressor was just it was shot. It's a twenty year old unit. Okay, so um, not not a repairable situation. I'm sure they checked that, but yeah. It it could have been, but it, it would have been like fixing something that's probably then going to have just a bunch of other problems, other things. Gotcha, so gotcha. It it's I think I think we did the right thing because we've always had problems with our upstairs, and I hear people call into your show all the time, complain about that. Man, and like we've all learned, air conditioning removes heat, doesn't add cool. And the bigger air conditioner removes a hell of a lot more heat. Yes, and yeah, and you know, with your furnace, with the fan running continuously all the time, you're you're circulating that through the house, even at times when the AC is not running, and that gives you better balance. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. And another shout out that I had was yeah. for Air Filter Superstore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What a superb uh, experience I had from them. I called, told them what I needed. Man, I don't know if it's always going to be like this, but the next day some guy came out and dropped off my, my filter. Oh, good. You had him delivered then. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I mean, I would have come picked it up, but I, I actually asked them if they could ship it. I figured UPS I'd or something, you know, and I'd pay the postage. Right. I didn't figure they'd actually bring it out to me in a day on or something. Yeah, they've got a so. bunch of vans. They run around doing deliveries, and uh, I think they do have a minimum, though. Did you have to buy, like, a $30 minimum or something? Exactly. Or? Yeah. Yeah, and my one filter cost 33 or 34 and they even give me a $2 discount for mentioning your show. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Very good. Well, you know, the other thing, too, and I'll just I'll squeeze this in. It sounds like a, well, it is a plug, but um, uh, and I just put this in their new commercial that we did. Uh, they're also doing installation now. For people, they've got a third-party uh, contractor that does this. So if you buy the filters, uh, they bring them out. But this other company that they work with on this comes to your house, and they'll remove and replace your filters. And I thought, okay, well, who does this benefit? And they said a lot of times they do this for people that are either disabled or handicapped or uh, have no physical way to do this themselves, or it might be dangerous for them to get up on a step stool or their their filters are in a place where it's inaccessible to them for whatever reason, or they just yeah. don't want to. <laughs> and uh, so I guess those guys are staying pretty busy too now. Well, that's great. Yep. Yeah, no, I have to stand on a step stool to get to mine. I mean, if I was like a you know elderly person or something, yeah. I can understand why that would definitely be a good benefit. It's no problem. Yes. I can do it. But right. So I also had a, a quick question, if I have time. Yeah, you do. Go ahead. Um. What what is your take on whole house fans compared to attic fans? Hmm. Yeah, two very very different uh, technologies. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about that in detail. Uh, I, I'm getting a break signal from Tari here. Let's uh, we got to take our bottom of the hour break and let's cover the two and find out which one may fit your lifestyle better because they are they are trying to achieve a similar goal, but they do go about it very very much differently. So. Uh, stay on the line, Mike. We're gonna we're gonna hit the pause button here. We'll be back in uh, just about four minutes, and we'll continue with the Home Fix Show on this Saturday morning. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Here is a change you will like: change the way you clean. 
With a vacuum flow central vac system from Coltrane Central Vac, you put the power and convenience where you want it. Chameleon hoses store inside your wall behind the access ports. Vac port automatic toe kick dust bins allow you to sweep and make it disappear. Coltrane Central Vac can install a 20-foot utility hose in your laundry room for cleaning lint screens and floors after laundry day. And, if you like to keep your car interior looking fresh, the Vroom Garage Retract Vac gives you professional results with a full complement of tools. And the hose disappears into the tubing so there is nothing taking up floor space. Want to take a look at some of this for your home? Visit ColtraneVac.com or stop by the Coltrane Vac Showroom at 11580 West Fairview in Boise. Or call 208-895-8900 to set up an appointment at your house. 208-895-8900, Coltrane Central Vac. Homeowner's insurance is often not appreciated or understood until you need it. It is one of those things that you know you must have, but really are not that familiar with. I mean, who wants to read page after page of that very small print? Brett Murphy does. It's his job. Brett Murphy with Boise River Insurance is local and independent, so he can work to find you what fits your needs the best. Your house may have gone up significantly in value, and you need to be sure that your coverage has kept up with it. Has your agent made sure that you are covered? Do you even know who your agent is? If it is time for a face-to-face sit-down review, Brett Murphy would like to help you out. He will answer the questions. If you need to select your homeowner's insurance, talk to Brett and have him find you the best possible coverage and cost. Brett is available to talk with you, regardless of who you get your insurance from. 208-949-2222 or email brett at boiseriverinsurance.com. 208-949-2222. We are all looking for ways to be more energy and financially efficient these days. Budget Blinds can take care of both of these for you. Properly fit and installed window shades can help keep the summer heat out of your house, keeping your utility bill lower. They look great and are easy to operate. If pleated shades are not your thing, with thousands of other choices, Budget Blinds is sure to have something exciting, fresh, and fun for your home. And back to the efficiency thing again. Budget Blinds will come to you. Their showroom on wheels comes to your home and their designer will help you choose your new window coverings, shades, shutters, or drapes. Budget Blinds includes installation and an exclusive no questions asked warranty, which covers anything that could happen to the window covering, including damage from children and pets. Call 208-375-1212 for Budget Blinds or visit budgetblinds.com slash Boise. 208-375-1212 for Budget Blinds. You don't have to look hard to find someone offering to clean the ductwork of your house, but how are they going to go about it? Do they have decades of experience doing this? And do they have dedicated trucks that attach a 10-inch diameter vacuum hose to your furnace and move 15,000 cubic feet per minute of air backwards through your ducts? Well, probably not. Take the worry out of choosing your duct cleaning professional. Call the Home Fix Show sponsor, System Clean. After a system clean duct cleaning, you'll be able to breathe easier because your dust and dirt is now out in their trucks and not in your ducts. Combine this with individual vent and returns, cleaning and sanitization, and your air system will be as clean as possible. Sound like something you need to get taken care of? System Clean can help you out. Call System Clean at 208-884-3300 and schedule your appointment right now. System Clean, 208-884-3300. 
for your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Joe Prin. This is the Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. Let's get back to our phones with uh, Mike in Nampa. Mike, are you still with me there? Yes, sir. Yeah. So you've got the new air conditioner and everything's working really well. And now, uh, you know, we're just looking for ways that maybe we can supplement the efficiency of the home by reducing the amount of time that we have to run that air conditioner. Uh, and you mentioned whole house fans and also uh, attic fans. Um, so for yeah. you and for those listening, I just I, I try to think what's the briefest way I can uh, describe each one of these. The attic fan is traditionally or most commonly a rooftop mounted device that has a fan in it that is either electrically controlled or solar powered. And uh, the electrical version of this is activated by a thermostat. So when the temperature inside the attic gets to a, uh, a preset amount that you can control uh, dialed in there, this electric fan kicks on and sucks the air in through the soffit vents and pulls it out, literally vacuums out the hot air and blows it outside until that thermostat gets down to the, till the air temperature gets down to the level that you've set it at and then it turns off. So on days like today, a lot of people's attic fans are probably set at 95 to 105, maybe 110 degrees in the attic. And that fan may start kicking on at about 10 30, 11 o'clock this morning. And it may not stop running until uh, 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Uh, it just depends how long it takes for the outside temperature to get cool enough to do that in the attic. So by pulling that heat out of there, that's reducing the amount of radiant heat that's pushing down through the insulation of the home and into that uh, the, the living cavity. So that's the idea there. Keep the attic cooler and the air conditioner won't have to work as hard. Uh, the solar-powered versions of that, they turn on when the sun is out. And so they start much earlier in the day and they will run until dark, which is usually enough to accomplish that. They're not nearly as noisy and uh, they do move a, a good amount of air also and accomplish pretty much the same thing, vent off the attic. But they have the added benefit of in the wintertime, uh, they're also running. They're running every day that the sun is out. And uh, even when it's cloudy, they run. They may not run as fast, but they run. And so, yeah, the, the brighter, the hotter it is, the, the more they run. But in the wintertime, they're also helping pull some uh, some trapped moisture out of the attic, which can actually increase the heating efficiency of your home also. So they have a year-round benefit. And they're a heck of a lot okay. easier to install. I sure. mean, you, you go out there, you cut a hole, you lift up the shingles, you stick the flashing under it, screw it down, and tip the little solar panel facing the sun, and you walk away and you're done. I mean, that's easy. It takes you know half an hour to install one of those. Well, again, you know, and I'm pretty familiar familiar with the uh, uh, whole ho- whole house fan. Mm-hmm. You know how they work. Which one do you think uh, is more effective? I mean, as, and as far as cost goes, are they about the same cost? To for, for, for the well, no, uh, the whole house fan is going to be a more expensive product, I believe, on its own. Uh, if you had an electric attic fan. It would require about the identical electrical work to hook up an electric whole house fan. 
So that would pretty much wash. There is not a solar-powered whole house van that I know of. Uh, so that, that eliminates that option. Uh, so as far as install, if you were having a professional install an electric attic fan or the electric whole house fan, I don't know that there's going to be a whole lot of difference there. Um, and the, the whole house concept, though, so it's a whole different thing. The, the attic fan, you are, it, it's not interactive at all. You're, you're totally removed from it. Everything's automatic. Once that's installed, that thing's running, whether you're on vacation, you're there or not, you decide to sleep in in the morning, you know, it, that thing's running on your behalf all the time, right? The whole house yeah. fan, you have to interact with that on a daily basis. Because the way that, that you're going to get the benefit out of that is early in the morning when you get up or something and it's finally cooled down after night, you're going to open a couple windows on each end of the house and you're going to go up there and flip the switch or pull the chain or use the remote or whatever and turn on that fan that is inside your attic and it's going to pull the air from inside your house and suck air in through those windows and take it up into the attic and push the heat that's still in the attic it's going to push that out and also bring that cool air into your house and then after the house is cooled down and like here in about 15 minutes when the temperatures are starting well it's like 75 right now down here at the studio you're probably going to turn off that fan because you got up at you know six in the morning and turned it on or whatever and then you're going to go around and close the windows and shut off the fan and just contain and enjoy that cool air for as long as you possibly can before your air conditioner kicks on. But if if you go away and you go to McCall for the weekend, that thing's not going to run. You have to I do see. it. Yeah, because yeah, because one of the windows has to be open. I got the idea for something like that uh, when I when we didn't have air conditioning for three or four days and it was like ninety eight degrees outside. Yeah, and that upstairs was like ninety four. Yeah, you so put I a box to have fan. A commercial fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I happen to have a pretty powerful commercial uh, type fan that I put in the bonus room window facing out. Yes. Opened up a couple of the windows. Man, it, as soon as the temperature outside got cooler than the inside temperature, I opened the windows and turned that on. Right. And that thing flushed out the hot air upstairs like you wouldn't believe. You made a whole house fan because you were pulling air through the whole house and blowing. Right. You were like like negative pressure. You were sucking the air out and blowing the heat out. Uh, people have done that with even box fans. They'll take the lid off of their attic and they'll make something that fits that and put a big box fan up there and turn it on and open the windows and create. It's not a real good fire code way of doing that, but um, yeah. you can. Well, the only downside you, about the yeah. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say you can accomplish the same kind of theory that way i don't know if you can move enough cfm worth of air to do it because a whole house fan has a big fan on it it's powerful well plus i'm assuming that it would be quieter because it's not always convenient to have that big commercial style fan up there i mean it's pretty loud right you know? and and you Once will it's hear that it's you'll hear the whole house fan but it's not bad because it's beyond okay. that insulation layer, right? So you've got all that insulation right. that's working as a soundproofing device and everything. And the, you know, mm-hmm. the neighbors don't hear it that much if you, if their, their bedroom window is right, you know, by that. That's the objection some people have to those rooftop fans. They say, Oh God, my window's right next to my neighbor's house. And all I hear is that fan running all night, you know. Who installs those? Uh, Solar Concepts is our sponsor that uh, provides the products, bo- both of those products, the, the attic fans and the whole house fans. And, 
They've got a, okay. a whole bunch of choices and different things. And, uh, yeah, Steve is the owner there at Solar Concepts. They're in uh, uh, Meridian. They've got a showroom right next. Uh, if you know where uh, D&B Supply is, across the street from the Fred Meyer in Meridian, uh, they're sure, just yeah, I can find it. Yeah. yeah, just to the east of that in a little shopping center that's right there. All right. Yeah. That helps me out a lot. I appreciate it. You bet, Mike. Thanks for the call. Good timely, uh, timely questions there and uh, good shared information for... The rest of us that were listening in on there. We'll jump back in the garage project here. Uh, I was telling you about my son's garage. We uh, added a bunch of electrical outlets because he's going to be building a workbench and everything. But there was one step that we chose to do in between there that I think is going to pay some real good long-term dividends and rewards as as his uh, building skills improve and as his inventory of tools grow and all that he'll have a a great foundation for his garage style workshop tell you what that is when we come back with more of the home fix show right here on news talk kboi the home fix show with joe prin will be right back on news talk kboi Here's a reminder to get a second opinion. If you have been told that you need a new furnace for any reason, please get a second opinion from Heating Equipment Company, a sponsor of The Home Fix Show. All too often, the panic of not having a furnace takes over the rational decision-making of finding out exactly what is going on. Many times, the professional technicians at Heating Equipment Company can repair your furnace, no matter the brand, for much less than a new furnace. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times a new furnace is necessary. And if that's the case for you, trust Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer, to present you with several choices of award-winning Lennox products so you can get what is right for you. Don't settle for anything less than a fully informed decision. Call Heating Equipment Company today at 208-459-2212 or visit them online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. Again, 208-459-2212 or online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. Making the decision to sell your home or buy a new one is very big. And when you choose your realtor, you want to know you're with a team that will be committed and with you for the complete process. Matt Bauscher has been voted the number one real estate agent in the Boise area and is the founding partner at Amherst Madison. For you, that means an incredible team of professionals that will help you reach your goal, respect your time, your family, and your desires. Look at current listings or read what Matt's clients have to say at BauscherRealEstate.com. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite basketball team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community. Reach Matt at BauscherRealEstate.com. Are you like so many others that have to rediscover your house? What do I mean by this? I mean that your home may be ready for a few updates or changes to make it fresh and exciting again. Ever thought about taking out carpet and installing hardwood floors? A lot of people are doing just that. Hardwood floors can change the personality of your home. The warmth, crisp, clean look of real wood adds a richness and classic durability to a house. Integrity Hardwood Floors 
can make this dream come true for you with a great selection of species, widths, and textures, plus other styles of flooring for any room in your house. Who installs your new floors is as important as the material itself. Integrity Hardwood Floors brings the craftsmanship and fine finish to your new floors as a bonus certified craftsman. Schedule a visit virtually or in person with Integrity Hardwood Floors. Learn what your choices are and which new floor will be right for your lifestyle and your budget. Call 208-724-9445 online at IntegrityHardwoodFloor.com 208-724-9445. Many people are updating their appliances now. New stock is arriving every day, and now's the time to get that new cooktop, refrigerator, microwave, dishwasher, or washer and dryer while inventories are good and to avoid any future price increases. Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress is your local, family-owned, full-service appliance dealer. Part of the brand source network of independent stores, your choices couldn't be greater. Competitive prices and delivery is available, as well as installation and pickup of your old appliances, which always makes it convenient for you. That's what a full-service business is all about. Shop local and find out what you are looking for at Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress. Don't forget those outdoor kitchen appliances, too. Check out nampabrandsource.com for select specials and package deals. Or stop by at 278 Caldwell Boulevard in Nampa. Once again, check out nampabrandsource.com. Be sure to mention you listen to the Home Fix Show when you stop by. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. So back into this little garage project that I was working on with my son in his new home, and he's setting up his workbench space and all that. And, uh, you know, maybe you're going to strip yours out and start over and redo some things. Maybe the style of tools that you use has changed. Maybe the type of projects that you're doing has changed. Or maybe you've been just kind of fighting against the current on several things. And you say, you know, I am tired of this. I'm just going to fix this the right way and start over. Well, that's some of the things that we've learned about doing some of this. So uh, we talked about this, and I counseled him as dad and previously a contractor, saying, okay, here's something you might consider doing. So what we did is we took the bottom four foot of this garage wall, which was uh, 18 feet long, by the way, uh, and then there's a doorway and a little more space. But anyway, it was 18 feet along this wall, and we took the bottom four feet of it. Now, there's, there's really two bottoms to this, too. So uh, we need to know that. There is, well, I'll get to that. The, the bottom four feet of this wall, we covered with OSB sheathing. OSB stands for orient, oriented, orientated, orient, directional. Yeah, it's pointing one direction. Oriented, orientated, you know what I mean. Strand board, OSB. Uh, people used to call it wafer wood or flake board. That's not technically true because in the beginning it was more just that it was just wafers and flakes but now they're actually positioned if you uh, started sanding through a sheet of osb you'd notice that the pieces are kind of going one direction and as you get down a little further they change and they go the op- the uh, 90 degree to that perpendicular to that and then you go down and they're going back the direction they were and so the layers they're they're pointing different directions kind of like a sheet of plywood does with the veneers. Anyway, starting at one end, uh, we measured and marked out where these outlets were because we set the top of our outlets actually at 46 inches off of the sill. 
and uh, we cut holes in the OSB to go around these boxes. Uh, of note here, we could have set the outlets higher and into the sheetrock portion of the wall and had to cut no holes in the OSB, but uh, this is how he wanted to do it and part of the greater plan that uh, we'll expose here in a second. And knowing that going into it, when we set the new outlet boxes, we also knew that we didn't have to make the most beautiful of sheetrock repairs because uh, we were going to be covering it with the OSB sheathing anyway. Uh, so we did take into account the thickness of this o OSB, and when we put the outlet boxes in for this, we pulled them forward enough so that the edge of the box would be even with the face of the OSB when we got all done. That way we didn't have to add any extension rings uh, to the boxes to stay electrical code legal, I guess. Uh, we knew where all the studs were, so the OSB was attached with screws to the, to the studs and over the top of the sheetrock. Uh, we put a screw at the top, at the bottom, maybe a couple in the middle, I think he did. And so what that did was that put this layer of wood uh, from one end of the garage to the other on the surface. Um, that may be a violation of fire code. I don't know, because uh, you're supposed to have that 5A sheetrock. It's still there, but it was behind the other stuff. But anyway, uh, so it was four feet on top of the concrete stem wall. Uh, the purpose of this is to provide a very durable and impact-resistant surface, as well as a surface that a whole bunch of different cabinets and shelving and stuff can now be attached to anywhere along this, and we're not relying on the, the wall studs as our only attachment point. Uh, know that the garage floor is about six inches below the top of the stem wall of the garage at its greatest point, and know that your garage floor slopes. It's not level. It slopes out to the door, or it should anyway, uh, so like if you hosed out the inside of your garage, all the water should run to the outside. That's, it's supposed to be that way, or the snow melts off your car. It should run out, not back in. Uh, but the stem wall top is level because that's where the walls of the, the home are built on top of. Uh, my son's pretty tall, so he'll have his bench top at 42 inches off the floor. That will leave about 12 inches of the OSB above the bench top, which is going to make a great backsplash, and that's where all the outlets are now centered in that backsplash made of OSB that he's going to put a nice coat of uh, clear varnish. He may paint it. I don't know. Yeah, he probably will. Probably with two coats of a exterior paint uh, of that OSB before phase two and uh, the bench build actually begins. We haven't even started that yet. This was just getting everything ready. So uh, above the OSB and up to the ceiling, probably some furring strips on the studs, maybe some pre-painted pegboard here and there for hanging tools, maybe some upper cabinets, uh, better lighting. And uh, when this is all done, his bench is going to be, you know, like 18 feet long, and he's going to recess his DeWalt miter saw into the middle of this, which gives him at least eight feet of benchtop support on each side of the, uh, the miter saw blade. Uh, that'll be really nice. Should be a nice setup for the type of things he does. And under the bench, there'll be probably uh, one shelf at a mid-height with some a place for totes and other storage and things like that. Uh, someday when his skills get up there and he has a few more tools, he may make some doors and drawers for all this, but he'll have a, a really good foundation to build too and something that uh, should last for a, a very, very long time. So if you're considering giving your garage a makeover or maybe you just got into your first garage and you're getting ready to 
build your workbenches or potting tables or just a hobby desk or something, you might consider doing like we did in, in those cases. We'll be back. More of the Home Fix Show coming up. Your phone calls are welcome. 208-336-3700. I'm Joe Prin. You're listening to News Talk KBOI. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Welcome back to The Home Fix Show. Thanks for continuing with us on our journey this Saturday morning into home repairs and improvement and construction and contractors and the products and everything that goes into that. Thanks for uh, taking part of your Saturday morning and sharing it with us here on News Talk KBOI. I'm Joe Prin. The number to reach us, 208 336 3700-208-336-3700, and we can talk. Hey, mark your calendars for August 27th. I know that's a ways away, but that is going to be the day for the uh, Woodworking Expo that's taking place at the Woodcraft Store in the uh, Overland Park Shopping Center at Colon Overland in Boise. Uh, you're going to want to be there for that when we go live on the air from Woodcraft that day. We'll be doing a show out there at 8 o'clock. That's when they open the doors. So I want you to make sure that you're there a little bit early because they've always got some, uh, you know, like for the first 100 people or 50 people or 200 people or whatever. So you want to get there early. Uh, When we used to start the show at 7 a.m. or at 7.30, we moved. Uh, We'd have some time to talk about that on the radio before the doors open, but um, we're at eight o'clock now with the start time of our show, which is great in its own reasons. But, uh, so that's the thing. When we go on the air, the doors will have been open for about four minutes or so. So you're going to want to be there. So mark your calendars, August 27th, plan on being at the Woodcraft store, probably about seven thirty in the morning, quarter to eight. If you want to be one of the, the first people in there and take advantages of some extra special deals that they have and, uh, limited offers you will want to be there. So uh, join us for that at Woodcraft on August 27th. Yeah, if you ever need to send me an email because perhaps you're listening to the show at a time other than when it airs live, uh, you can do that anytime. Just uh, tell me what topic you want to talk about or what your question is in your email. Well, of course you would. And uh, just send that to joe at joeprin.com, P-R-I-N, joe at joeprin.com. I will get that and try to respond to you as quickly as possible. I like to think I'm pretty good at doing that within at least 24 hours. Every now and then I go a little longer, but not too often. Um, I want to talk to you about an article here that I read in uh, in Remodeling Magazine. And this is going to be a kind of a weird one for you to listen to because I, I need you to role play a little bit here. I want you to be the contractor that this letter was written to, or this article by uh, Paul Winans, uh, Winans, Winans, W-I-N-A-N-S, Winans, Winans. Uh, anyway, Paul wrote this article, and we've received permission from Remodeling Magazine to use anything that they ever publish on the show here, which is very nice. Thank you guys for that. But uh, this is an article that was written to contractors reading this magazine, about you, the customer, the remodeling customer. So 
most of you are in that situation. Some of you listening, I know, are professional contractors, but you should know what they are talking about regarding you. So as you hear this, know that this is being said to the contractor and you're just a fly on the wall that's overhearing this. But it also, what I got out of this, is it told me the type of contractor that if I was hiring somebody for a job at my house, these are some of the things that I would want this contractor to do. Uh, This is the way I would want them to take care of me. So perhaps this will make you a more educated homeowner by knowing what this person is saying to the leaders in the remodeling industry. Uh, It says here, it says, maybe the real question is, how does the client deal with the possibility that soon after their project is done, it starts falling apart? It says, I'll answer this as a remodeling contractor, the role I fulfilled the majority of my life. Again, this is written by Paul Winans. Uh, but also as a client who has had remodeling done work on our current home by others, it's important that we stand in the shoes of our clients as we can. Uh, The remodeling company must set very clear expectations about what will happen after the project is completed. This can be a challenge because it is often taking place at a time when the remodeling client is excited and apprehensive about the project starting and is overwhelmed with information. And I'm going to interject my thoughts here something here and there. Yes, I I can see that because they're having a hard time imagining the project being done because it hasn't even started yet. So, you know, you're focusing on a lot of the details of getting things going, not what happens, you know, a month, three months, six months after the, the job is done. Okay, back to Paul's words. When running our company, we would review how the completion list at the end of the project would be handled. The never-ending punch list was something that the client wanted to avoid. After the project was done, we wanted the client to call us first when anything needed attention. We would tell the client that if it was our responsibility, we would fix it at no charge. If it was their responsibility we would give them a price to fix it. Getting very clear before the project starts about what the client can expect from the contractor after the work is done gives the client a sense of security that the contractor won't disappear on them. As the project progresses, a lot of information is generated about the project and all that comprises it. The contractor must collect all installation, operating, and care instructions for all items that are installed in the building. These materials should be organized with tabs bearing names such as appliances, installation instructions, to help the client find needed information quickly. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah for somebody else actually saying this. I thought this was just me being weird in my own special way of trying to do that for customers, but I am so glad that you are now calling on a national level for people to start doing this. Uh, Back to his words here. He says, because without this information, the client is left searching for it when it's needed. That is something your clients are going to find very frustrating. 
Yeah, so you put up a ceiling fan for them. Your electrician supplied the fan or opened up their box and then used it as a trash box and everything got thrown away. The UPC symbols, the the model numbers, the makes, the warranty, the installation instructions, all that stuff got thrown away or recycled at the end of the job. Ah, that that's going to be very beneficial to the homeowner to hang on to that. Uh, okay, back to the uh, thing here. It says He says, when we were running our company, I would do a thank you visit about one month after the project was 100% done. Part of this visit was to thank them for having our company do their project. Part of the visit was to inspect the work that we had done. See how it's holding up. I was trying to find a couple of items needing a bit of attention, things that the client hadn't perhaps noticed. Our company would then arrange for the lead carpenter who ran the job to come in and get those items tuned up. That set a good tone for the client regarding our continuing relationship with them. After all, much of our work came from past clients and referrals by them. Our administrative assistant would do a check-in call six months after the project was over, asking how things were going and how the client was enjoying the completed project. We would call the client one year after the project was done to see if anything needed attention. And if it did, we'd go check it out. And since I was the salesperson for the job, having the person who started the relationship with the client show up a year after the job is over gives a client a powerful story to tell their friends. The clients feel like they made a smart decision to work with your company. We included our past clients in our marketing efforts, making it uh, difficult for them to forget us and reminding them that we still cared about them. I would write thank you notes to anybody, including past clients who provided us with a referral. I did this whether or not that referral turned into a job for our country or company. Okay, so there, there is more to this, but I guess the, the point here is, is here is a company that recognizes that, yeah, the job may be over when the job is over, but the relationship is not. And that may be something that you would appreciate. Have you had that where you've hired somebody to do work. And when they're done, I mean, you never hear from them, never see from them ever again. You forget about them. They forget about you. As long as they got that check and it cleared the bank, that's all they cared about. And they are gone. Now, imagine if somebody showed you this aftercare at this level. Wow. That would be really, uh, like you said, reassuring that you say, you know, if I ever decide to do anything else, this is the kind of company that I want to do this. So, uh, yeah, Paul, Paul Winans, he's, uh, he's a veteran remodeler who worked as a consultant to uh, remodeling business owners and a facilitator, facilitator for Remodeler's Advantage. Uh, he's now enjoying his retirement and wrote the book, uh, A Remodeling Life, A Journey from Laggard to Leader. It's available on Amazon. Uh, you can also send notes to Paul at plwinans, that's W-I-N-A-N-S, at gmail.com. Uh, thanks, Paul, for putting those those words out there, because I think us as clients, uh, as the homeowners hiring these people, if this type of thing was communicated to us in the very beginning that, hey, we're going to contact you, you know, a month after, six months, a year after and stay in touch and do some of this, that would be quite reassuring. But would we view that as skeptical? You know, we say, yeah, right. Sure, you're going to do it. Well, then follow through afterwards. We'll be back. More of The Home Fix Show coming up after this. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. We'll be right back 
on News Talk KBOI. No matter your woodworking ability, Woodcraft of Boise is your store. Everything you can imagine in tools, hardware, supplies, and accessories is here for you. If you are building or upgrading your shop, Woodcraft has all the fasteners, tracks, hold downs, drawer slides, racks, carts, and shelving hardware you will need to get set up. For handcrafted gifts, you will find carving and turning kits for clocks, pens, coffee scoops, steak knives, coffee mugs, and water bottles. Cabinet builders will be right at home with all the drawer and door building bits and blades, as well as guides and jigs to up your game to pro status. Be sure to check out the weekly store demonstrations, as well as classes that you can sign up for and participate in at woodcraft.com slash stores slash Boise. And the best thing you will find at Woodcraft? The people working there are woodworkers just like you. Ask your questions. Let them help you. Hey, it's in their motto, Woodcraft. Helping you make wood work. 7005 West Overland Road, Boise. The word might be interesting. The housing market right now is interesting. Because of this, three quarters of people surveyed said they'd rather fix up their home and stay put rather than move. If that's the case for you, start with your garage. Storage Evolution has served this valley for many years. Their gorgeous garage storage systems offer a wide variety of products, from storage of the smallest items like tools and decorations to larger items like bicycles. Storage Evolution will help you create a customized plan that will meet your current and future storage needs because these innovative systems adapt as your storage needs change. Estimates are free and the installation is fast and professionally done. Just imagine, you'll finally be able to park your car in the garage or build that needed workbench. And these products have a lifetime warranty. Contact them for the garage storage system you will love. Storage Evolution, 208-515-3575. 208-515-3575. Or visit garagesolutionsboise.com. Paint can have a big impact on how your home looks and, of course, how it feels every time you walk in the door. Crisp, clean lines and the right colors in the right place. All of this is the sign of a great, well-planned paint job. When you need a professional painter, call the painting pro. For decades, Brian and his team of professional painters have been serving the Treasure Valley with the finest in painting materials and the best in detail and application. If you need help choosing new colors, consultation services are part of what the Painting Pro does because they want you to be very excited about the new look of your home. Call 208-378-4825 to schedule an appointment now for your quote. No painting project is too big or too small for the Painting Pro. 208-378-4825 or visit paintingpro.net to learn more about the best paint job you and your home could hope to have. 208 378 4825 or paintingpro.net. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage, your local home lender, can help you with every aspect of mortgage lending. Whether you're buying or refinancing or even building a home, the Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage is here for you. Many people are just now realizing how much equity they have in their homes and looking for ways that they can remodel, add on, or just update their existing home. If you're looking for ways to finance a project like this, start with a conversation with Terry Hefner at Guild Mortgage. He can help you analyze the complete situation in 
and choose an option that best fits you and your goals. Don't get stressed out or confused. Relax and let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your financing. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. Terry Hefner is NMLS 95796. The company is NMLS 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. 208 208- Five nine nine eight five zero zero. Email your question and Joe will get you an answer. Joe at JoePrin.com. You're listening to the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin on News Talk KBOI. Taking a wall out of your home is a fairly common home improvement. People do this all the time. It takes a little planning and investigation to make sure all will be well when you're done, but uh, often turns out pretty good project. Uh, a lot of people buying older homes now, especially a lot of stuff built maybe in the 60s, 70s, 80s. They're finding that just the removal of that wall between a kitchen and a family room or uh, some other space like that that was divided by opening that up can change not only the functionality but the feel of the home uh, quite a bit, quite a bit. And you might be taking this out. You might be taking this wall out to do exactly that, to open this space up a little bit and get rid of that compartmentalization uh, that was done and was popular at one time. Uh, and that's what the way this was. A lot of times these walls, they were, they were only partitions just to separate A from B and they can be removed without any structural concern. Um, it can not only make the space feel bigger, but it can also let more light pass all the way through the house. It can improve traffic flow and change how a space is used. Most common wall removals that I've seen have been between kitchens and dining areas or that dining area in a family room or a more formal living area just disappears and uh, other spaces can get bigger. It used to be that what happened in your kitchen stayed in the kitchen. Now it's the kind of the central gathering area. I'm sure you know as, as you have friends over or doing some entertaining, everybody just kind of hangs around the kitchen as, as somebody's working and preparing and doing stuff in there. Also, as one of the most used rooms in the house, uh, you know, the, the formal dining area uh, is, is fading out of homes in favor of a more informal feel to the house. You know, if we took those walls out, then it's no longer a dining room. It's just a bigger space right over there. Uh, when I lived in Colorado uh, and I, I went back for a visit there, I, I went back to visit my sister um, and, her, and her daughter and all that, and her niece, and, and a friend was pet sitting at a house of hers. Uh, my daughter, my, this gets confusing, my sister's daughter had a friend who was pet sitting at a house and invited her over to watch a movie. And she gave the address, and it turns out it was our mom and dad's house that uh, we sold uh, about 10 years ago. Uh, we sold it to a young family and knew that they had plans for it, and there was going to be some remodeling. And what did they do? Well, they took out the wall that was between the, uh, the kind of that, that more formal living room and the kitchen and dining room area and the kind of family room that was upstairs and they opened up about two thirds of the whole main area of the house. And the, the pictures that I saw of this, that she took when she was in there pet sitting, 
uh, it looked really great and fun and bright. And I thought, wow, would this have made that whole house feel different when we lived there? So how do you know what can be taken out of your home? Well, if you know a little bit about structural and house design and engineering, it's not too difficult to figure out. But if not, we can see how dangerous just jumping in and doing a project like this could be. Uh, bearing wall, a bearing wall is a term that you need to know and understand. It's a wall where either uh, the floor above or the roof above is pushing down on this wall and the, the wall is transferring that load down to the foundation or the supporting structure of the house in some uh, very important way. One way to tell if your wall is a load-bearing wall is to go into the basement or crawl space and uh, if there is not a short wall, a pony wall, or a post and beam set up directly underneath that wall, it's most likely not load-bearing. Another way to tell if your home has is, is if your home has manufactured trusses in the attic and the wall you're wanting uh, above the wall you're wanting to remove. As a general rule, if there's a uh, is this place in your house where you can walk from one side of the outside wall all the way across the house directly in parallel to your roof trusses without passing through or under a doorway opening or another wall, then probably any of the walls that run from that outside wall to the other outside wall are most likely not load-bearing and could be removed. But as always, if in doubt, uh, you always want to call in a structural engineer for an opinion. Uh, A couple of bucks is, is worth not having a problem, and I have seen them. I've seen people that have taken out sections of outside walls after additions were put on and the roof starts sagging or the ceiling is bowed. They've wanted me to come in and fix that stuff and avoid it from soon falling down, but uh, that could have been avoided with some proper uh, reinforcement when that wall was taken out. Now, just because it's bearing doesn't mean that that wall can't come out. It'll just have to be uh, handled in a little different situation. And But, I mean, anything can be done if you throw enough money and effort at it, right? But we're looking at the very simple, yeah, you can just take that out. So what else are you going to run into as you do this? Uh, Walls are going to have electrical in them. There could be some plumbing passing through it, vents, other hidden surprises that can all be dealt with. Some may cost more to fix than others. Two stories homes with bathrooms upstairs have to have a way to get the plumbing down to uh, street level and into the sewers. So somewhere in that upstairs bath, there's a, there's a pipe going down through a wall into uh, the basement or the crawl space. It may be through that wall that you want to take out, even though it's not load bearing. Uh, it may be there to enclose that pipe, and that may be one of the the important functions of that. So you may have to move that or revise it or leave a, a small portion of it in place. Uh, walls in ol- older homes also had the return air vents that connected to the ductwork built into them, and this could require a a revision uh, to the HVAC system to keep things working as they should. You can't just say, oh, I'm just going to get rid of that one. No, you can't do that. That was there for a reason. Uh, Electrical is tricky, but could be one of the easiest of what we have talked about to have to deal with. It may require opening up other walls and areas to pull back and relocate wires Uh, to allow for that wall to be removed. Uh, I've seen posts in homes that are not really there to hold anything up, but they are there as a a conduit, a vertical conduit or a tunnel for uh, a bunch of electrical to pass through. It was chose to do that rather than uh, try to relocate it all. Just, Just be ready for some of that. 
Sometimes you can't tell what's in the walls, though, until you open it up. Although some of this modern scanning technology that we have available, kind of the almost the X-ray or X-ray vision uh, to see inside these walls is is pretty amazing. But uh, you could pick up, uh, pick a side on on the wall and measure up about four feet from the floor somewhere, like we were talking with this this belly band, and you could cut off a piece of sheetrock. And now with our uh, camera cameras that we have on our, our smartphones and that, you can stick that in the wall and uh, with the flash on, take a shot up and a shot down. You can see what's inside that stud cavity all the way to the top and all the way to the bottom. A mirror and a flashlight works too. You can put a little mirror in there and shine a light in and you can look in the mirror and see what's in there. Oh, there's a, a wire running through the bottom of that or there's a pipe coming up and then makes a left turn and uh, that's why I don't see the pipe here at four feet high, but it's down there at ground level. So you may have to pull some more sheetrock and remove some insulation to see what's going on in certain areas, but that may be the sacrifice you're willing to make just to see, you know, can I go on to the next step easily is you may have to say, okay, well, one way or the other, I'm going to be repairing the sheetrock on this wall, or if it works out in my favor, all of it's going to go away anyway, so that's okay. Uh, so with a knife, you can cut all the corners and uh, the ceilings where they join the walls, uh, cut that knife, cut the sheetrock. You can remove baseboards and trim and, and around doors. You can cut loose the door as a pre-hung unit with a reciprocating saw and pull all the remaining sheetrock off of one side of a wall. And then with a block and a hammer, you can tap the sheetrock loose for the other side and remove all the sheetrock and uh, clean the studs of any nails. Do that immediately. You don't want to be walking by one of those and at shoulder level, get one right across your shoulder and rip your arm open or something. So Clean up the job site there, and then we can start removing studs. I'll tell you how to do that after the break. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Joe is always telling you to surround yourself with good people to help you take care of the things around your home. Pestcom can check off two of those boxes for you. Pestcom will take care of properly scheduled, professionally applied pest controls that are pet and environmentally safe, all while keeping away the mice, spiders, and bugs. Pestcom will also care for your lawn with the right timing for weed control and fertilizations. They'll help you build a plan for your lawn that will make for a sturdy, healthy turf, which may require less water and will handle stress better. Bring Pestcom into your circle of trusted companies to help with your home. Mention you listen to The Home Fix Show and your first treatment will be half price. Call today for an appointment to measure and look at your home and property. 208-495-5636. 208-495-5636. That's 208-495-5636. Or learn more about additional services at Pestcom.com. All the activities of summer, all the coming and going, you count on your garage door to get you in and out of your home safely and efficiently. For many families, their garage door gets used more than the front door of the house. When your garage door needs to be tuned up or repaired, Garage Door Store Boise is who you call. Broken dual springs can be changed out for $239, which includes tax, labor, and a 10-year warranty. Don't overpay. Garage Door Store Boise built their reputation on quality, speed, and a fair price. New quiet belt drive door openers with two remotes and an exterior keypad start at just $400. If you need a complete new door to make your home look great, Garage Door Store Boise has a selection to impress you. Call Kevin at 208-514-2871. 208-514-2871. 
514-2871 or visit garagedoorstoreboise.com for special offers, a photo gallery, and more information. Did you know that you can have your bathtub converted to a shower in as little as one day? It's true. You've heard Jesse and Jeff from Custom Bath Solutions on the Home Fix Show talking about this with Joe. They have a beautiful showroom in Meridian where you can see full-size displays of their locally made showers and enclosures. And these best bath components have a 30-year warranty. If this is what you need to make your bathing safer and more enjoyable, call or visit Custom Bath Solutions. But maybe you need a bigger scale bathroom remodel. Not a problem. Custom Bath Solutions can help with all bathroom remodeling projects start to finish. Visit Custom Bath Solutions at 480 East Franklin Road in Meridian or call 208-888-7561. That's 208-888-7561 for Custom Bath Solutions. Shower yourself with comfort. Custom Bath Solutions. This time of year has to be one of the hardest on your floors. All the coming and going of children and friends and vacationing relatives and everything that they track in and out with them, plus the pets. And did I mention the children? Yeah. Uh, Carpets take a lot of abuse, but so does your tile and your hardwood floors. You've heard me singing the praises of Zero Res for many years. Zero Res has the cleaning knowledge, the techniques, and the tools for every situation and cleaning challenge. And for all of this, the thing that makes Zero Res different from everyone else, the patented Zero Res Water, which does a better job breaking down dirt and grime to get carpets and floors cleaner while not leaving behind a sticky residue like detergent cleaners do. Zero Res cleans upholstery, area rugs, outdoor patio furniture too. So for quotes, professional scheduling, and service in respect of your home and furniture, book your next appointment online at zeroresboise.com or call 208-383-1000. 208 208- 383-1000 for Zero Res. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. So now that you've got all the sheetrock stripped off of that wall, you've got all the nails pulled Everything's all cleaned up and vacuumed up and swept up and everything. And you've got a new, new fresh starting point. You can see the skeletal structure of the wall and how it was built. Uh, disassembly is better than demolition. Demolition. You're not just going to start, you know, just pounding on stuff with a bigger hammer and just busting pieces of woods out, uh, wood out. Uh, you can do this a little more surgically. I found the best way for myself is to use a, reciprocating saw. That's uh, one that has a longer blade on the end of it that goes back and forth after you squeeze the trigger on it. You put the proper blade in there, one that's designed to cut through metal and nails in particularly, uh, and you lay that down on the bottom uh, of the stud on top of the bottom plate of the wall. That's the piece that's nailed to the floor and then the studs are coming up vertically off of that, and I just squeeze the trigger and run that saw through the nails down there at the bottom uh, where they touch that uh, the, the bottom plate of the wall. Then I can just wiggle the studs off the nails at the top. I'll just grab the stud, pull it towards me, twist and pull a little bit, and you can pull it right off. Um, 
That way you still have essentially a, a full-length stud. It may be a half of a blade thinner or something, but or shorter, but not much later, or not much. And you may need some of those studs for later if you're uh, moving some other stuff around. Then you can cut the bottom plate as needed with a circular saw or the same reciprocating saw. Cut it into smaller pieces if you have to and just remove it from the floor with a pry bar. If there's electrical or any plumbing that passes through, you can cut right beside those things on each side of it uh, so that you can pull the wood to the left, the wood to the right, and just leave kind of this uh, square donut maybe around the electrical and that. You can tip that up on its side and then just split the wood and remove it from the electrical wire. Or on the case of a, a pipe, you can get in there with uh, a chisel or even a screwdriver on the wood and just uh, use that as a pry bar like a like you're splitting firewood and just break the two by fours around it. That way you don't have to get a blade real near the plumbing or anything and worry about nicking it and, and causing any kind of a leak. Getting the top plate out. This is the hard part. This is tough because there's most likely uh, some more going on there than what you think. There could be some uh, nailing plates up in the attic that the sheetrock is attached to, depending with if your wall is going uh, with the with the same direction as the roof uh, trusses are. Um, this one here, I find it's best to make a lot of little cuts and remove things in small pieces because you try to do it too big, you try to do it quick, you try to do it all at once and use a little bit of muscle rather than your mind, and you can end up pulling down some big chunks of your ceiling. Uh, with that comes down a lot of insulation, and you don't want all that falling out on you. So if you can do that uh, very surgically and, and piece by piece and carefully and uh, under control, uh, you can take that down in, in pieces. Then have ready to almost immediately patch that in. Have a fresh piece of, of sheetrock, probably the same thickness as what you have on the ceiling, most likely half inch. Cut some strips that are the width of that and attach that to the the trusses or the backing plates with screws just to button that all up so you don't get a whole lot of that insulation falling down on you for the, the remainder of this project. If the wall joined another, uh, where it like teed into another wall or formed an outside corner or something, that too can all be patched in. Uh, you know, if you've done any drywall work, you can patch those pieces in there, smooth it, texture it, put on metal corners, do whatever you need to do. And You'll hardly even know that the, the wall was ever there. We'll talk about maybe doing some drywall work here a little bit later in the show. But uh, it does take a little bit of skill. And it's, uh, it's deceptively hard to do all of this because it does look easy, but it's, it's not. This is a lot of work. And depending on the size of the area, larger sections of walls and ceilings may need to be skim-coated with the drywall to, to blend that all in and make it look like it disappears. Because you don't want to step back, you know, for the next 15 years. And every time you sit on your couch, you look up and you go, yep, see that right there? That's where the wall was. I can just see it. It's a big lump up there. There, there are some real drywalling skills to make things like that uh, disappear. And if you need professional help any place in this project, that might be it right there. Uh, but if you do have some dangling wires or some plumbing now, you can get a plumber in there or an electrician and they can do what they need to reroute the pipes or the wires. Uh, hopefully you've Talk to them about this ahead of time so that they're saying, I just, I don't know what to do with that. I just cannot do that. Uh, you don't want to get all this out and then, and then, uh, then hear that. So uh, they should know as early in the project what you're having to deal with. 
And then the last part of it is you get to figure out what to do with your flooring because there may have been carpet on one side of this wall and a hardwood floor on the other. or There may have been vinyl flooring or maybe it's the same floor, but now there's this whole strip of it that's missing in there. So think about what you're going to have to do to make this these two rooms into one larger space after you uh, you take your walls out. Have that all planned out and then you won't be surprised when you get there. And that's how you uh, you take out some walls. All right, uh, let's take our final break of this hour just a little early if we can. Um, Tara, I've got a couple other things to take care of here uh, in this, this final segment if, uh, if your phone calls don't come rolling in right now, 208-336-3700. And I could use a couple extra minutes for that for your calls or the next topic on The Home Fix Show. 208 336 3700. Call right now. You'll be up next and we can talk about what you are working on right here. I'm Joe Prin. You're listening to News Talk KBOI. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Here's a reminder to get a second opinion. If you have been told that you need a new furnace for any reason, please get a second opinion from Heating Equipment Company, a sponsor of The Home Fix Show. All too often, the panic of not having a furnace takes over the rational decision-making of finding out exactly what is going on. Many times, the professional technicians at Heating Equipment Company can repair your furnace, no matter the brand, for much less than a new furnace. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times a new furnace is necessary. And if that's the case for you, trust Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer, to present you with several choices of award-winning Lennox products so you can get what is right for you. Don't settle for anything less than a fully informed decision. Call Heating Equipment Company today at 208-459-2212 or visit them online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. Again, 208-459-2212 or online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. Geez, I am really having trouble finding a general contractor that I can trust. It feels a bit like looking for the elusive Sasquatch. Hey, you just remodeled your kitchen and it looks amazing. How did you find your contractor? Oh, it was easy. You just call Sasquatch. Wait, what? Sasquatch is real? Oh, yeah. Sasquatch is real and great to work with. You just have to do the Sasquatch call. Oh, I see. Like this? Yeah, that was close. But you can also call him at 208 268 8080. Well, that seems way easier. Does Sasquatch do social? Oh, for sure. Sasquatch is insta-famous. The Squatch also has a website. It's sasquatchcontracting.com. So that's 208-268-8080 and sasquatchcontracting.com? Yep, you got it. Wow, it looks like Sasquatch Contracting does all sorts of renovations and additions. Yep, Sasquatch Contracting can tackle any project you throw at them. Just give them a call. Or 208-268-8080. Sasquatch Contracting, what you've been looking for but couldn't find until now. It is an absolute joy to prepare a gourmet meal on quality, solid surface kitchen countertops. The organization of the fresh ingredients, the spices, kneading the bread, and... (laughs) Okay, maybe it's just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for the kids after school. But it is true. Great countertops do make it a lot more fun to be in the kitchen. When it's time for new countertops, cutting-edge kitchens would like to help you get them. Their experienced staff will help you choose the material that best fits your lifestyle. And their fabrication and craftsmanship is the best available. And they do all of their own installation, so you know everything will fit right. Cutting-edge kitchens is local, and who 
you should trust with your countertops. Oh, and yes, they do bathroom countertops and large format tile too. Call Cutting Edge Kitchens at 208-344-3404. That's 208-344-3404. 208-344-3404 for Cutting Edge Kitchens. It is possible to build a great-looking home in Idaho that is also extremely energy-efficient. That makes for a home that costs less to live in now and long into the future. For example, Renewable Energy Northwest built a large home last year with northern construction that has solar thermal radiant floor heat and cooling and solar PV panels. The Idaho Power Bill is now $5.20 per month. You heard right, $5.20 per month. Because the heating and cooling for this home is so efficient, along with the hot water. The solar PV needed was half the amount this 4,500 square foot home would normally have taken. Renewable Energy Northwest installs four different types of radiant heating and cooling on slab, under subfloor, on top of subfloor, and warm board applications. To find out more, please call Renewable Energy Northwest for a free assessment. 208-577-6537 or go online to renewableenergynwllc.com. Ladies, if, um, someone in your home thinks they know what they're doing, better call Joe immediately. 208-336-3700. Call soon. Everything's under control. No problem here. This is the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin on News Talk KBOI. I'm not a very worldly person. I don't go outside of... I, well, I'd say my comfort zones are probably a little larger than than some people or or what people would think, but uh, I still have my little boxes that I live within. And uh, this morning, I tried something different from Wild West for breakfast. I ordered a Cobb salad just because I've never had one before from there. And I read the ingredients that were on the menu there of what they put in their Cobb salad and not knowing what I'd get. I, I, I received that this morning. It was wonderful. I mean, it was great, but I, I need to look up now and see what the difference between a chef salad is and a Cobb salad because it kind of looked the same to me. I got to figure out what the difference is. And I kind of expected those little, little tiny yellow corn cob things, you know, that those vegetables that look like little baby mini corn cobs, but no, they weren't in the Cobb salad. So now I got to figure that out. I got to figure out the What's the meaning of that name? And I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Always new experiences waiting to be had. But uh, yeah, thanks to uh, Chef Brian and the team at Wild West for preparing our breakfasts each and every Saturday morning here on the Home Fix Show. If you're in downtown Eagle and looking for a place for breakfast or lunch, stop into Wild West and tell them you listen to the show. They like like hearing that. Great menu. You can get lunch for breakfast and breakfast for lunch, anything you want up until about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. All right, uh, if you have to go out onto your roof for any reason, maybe to retrieve your drone that <laughs> you crashed onto the roof or you're going to clean out the gutters or got to take get those fireworks off the roof from your, your neighbor from a, a week or two ago, and uh, for whatever reason, uh, if you have to walk on your roof, the surface temperature can get way up there and you could do some pretty extensive damage by walking on it when that surface is is too hot up there right now. Your asphalt shingled roof, I guess, is what I'm getting at. 
the surface temperature gets way, way over the actual air temperature. And the little granules on the shingles can actually slide because that, that emulsion coating, it gets hot and gooey and liquefies a little bit. And it can actually get fairly dangerous depending on the pitch of your roof. I've, I've seen the results of this where you, you look up at somebody's roof and you can just see where they walk. There's these footprints going across it where they've uh, permanently damaged the surface of the granules on that. That can lead to failures uh, in the shingles earlier in their life than normal. And also the shingle itself softens and can actually start tearing off of the fasteners leading to problems uh, that will show up in the next windstorm. So if you have to go up on your roof when we have these extreme temperatures like we're doing, uh, this sounds like an owie, 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 but uh, test your roof surface that you're going to walk on by putting the inside of your forearm down on the roof surface. Um, that nice soft meat area on the inside of your arm onto the roof surface uh, while you're up there on the ladder. If you can't hold it there, because it gets too hot, uh, go back down the ladder and uh, try getting up a little earlier tomorrow to do what you got to do up there. Because if you can't hold your arm on there, then it is too hot. So uh, that might mean that any work that you're doing on your roof, even if you hire somebody to do something on your roof for you, it may be uh, something you insist upon having them up there early in the morning because, uh, yeah, you may get your gutters cleaned or that... Uh, whatever on the siding fixed or the window trim installed or something, but they could create some problems on your roof shingles by trying to solve another problem or a situation or do some work for you. Uh, most roofers want to get started early because of this, and uh, it also just plain cooks them later in the day, but they also know to try to work and stay off of certain areas or chase the shade around the best they can. But uh, yeah, we want to try to avoid getting up on the roof as much as possible with the heat. I mean, it's already, what, 87 degrees? We've gone up 10 degrees since we started the show about, uh, you know, two hours ago. So uh, too late for today. Don't uh, don't be going up there now Let's uh, unless it's still the shady side of your house. But let's uh, wait till tomorrow morning to go up on the roof and make sure that attic fan is running or that the, uh, the plumbing vent flashing is not leaking or something. Whatever you're going to do, don't do it right now. Uh, the other thing in the uh, the heat like this, uh, you know, giving your house a bath and washing off the dust and the spider webs and all that, that's, that's great. But be careful with the water around any of your windows uh, right now when they get really hot like that. The nice cool water hitting them when they're in the sun like that. The thermal shock can actually shrink the glass. It's been known to crack it. You can do damage to the frames, uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, probably not enough to crack the frames, but uh, you could break the, the seals on them where they join the glass or in some other places on that separation strip between the two glasses could become voided by you doing that right now. And you may never know that until it shows up as a fogged up window uh, later in the fall or, or this next, next winter. So because of this, uh, make sure you don't have any sprinklers that hit your glass. I think you'd probably know that if you did, but uh, also make sure that the kids know that when they're out there playing with the hose or the sprinklers or the squirt guns or something, just let them know how important that is to keep it off your windows. And you're not doing it as a cosmetic issue, but there is a good serious uh, 
thermal reason why you don't want to get uh, the windows real real wet or shock them anyway. I mean, they can get wet, obviously. What you know, what happens when it starts raining? But that's a lot different than just having a hose just just hit them and just start uh, start blasting away. Two zero eight three three six three seven zero zero. So you can join me on the show this morning. Two zero eight three three six three seven zero zero. If you ever miss a portion of the show, you can go to kboi.com, click on the podcast menu, and uh, drop down to the Home Fix Show and pick a previously aired episode or today's episode if you missed the beginning of it or something. Uh, right there, all brought to you by Heating Equipment Company, and we thank them for that. All right, uh, as we heard from our previous caller, he uh, uh, mentioned they got a new air conditioning system and how much better this new engineered and properly sized system is performing uh, so much better in his in his house. A couple other thoughts along those lines uh, of keeping your your home cool and trying to use a system within it that actually compensates for how the house is built. Uh, yeah, we've got one system trying to compensate for the other. Uh, one thing that's important to do is to set your thermostat at the temperature that you want your house to be at in these extreme temperatures and just leave it there. So uh, maybe this is the time of year we forget about setting back the thermostats. Uh, maybe we just say, okay, I want my house to be 74 degrees or 72 degrees or 76 degrees, whatever it is, and just set it there and leave it. Uh, the house absorbs heat during the day from outside and it builds up in quantity and the air conditioning system must remove that heat that the house is currently absorbing from the sun, plus the heat that's already in the home to maintain the temperature. And sometimes that's hard to keep up with. So don't let the house get any hotter than you want it to be before you start the air conditioning system. Uh, we cool a home not by making cold air, but by removing the heat in the room, and that lowers the temperature. Uh, so keep the heat removed and your house will stay cooler. Uh, as we've talked about before, keep your furnace filters clean. Uh, that low airflow through them as the filters get dirty, it places more restriction on it and it makes it harder for the system to breathe. That can lead to mechanical failures of many different parts in the system. Uh, you should have the system serviced for its long life and best operation capacity and efficiency. If your system has a warranty, most warranty papers, uh, when you read the warranty, state that an annual maintenance must be done, at least for the first you know, few years or something, or you could be voiding your warranty. So if you haven't had your system furnace, it's not too, too late, your air conditioning system and your furnace, that can be done at any time of year, but have somebody come out and check the operation of it and make sure everything's set right and, and doing what it, uh, what it should be doing. In a two-story home that has just one thermostat, the, uh, the cool air settles to the bottom floor and heat is pushed up to the top of the house. And if your thermostat is on that first floor, when the thermostat gets happy, it turns off the AC system and the heat is not removed as well from the upstairs of the house. So if you have a two-story home with a single air conditioning system, uh, not one for the upstairs and one for the downstairs or something, uh, and the thermostat is downstairs, set your fan to the on position so that it runs continuously all the time. That's going to help keep the upstairs of the home close to the temperature 
of the downstairs or closer. You don't want the fan just coming on when the AC kicks on downstairs because then you'll never be able to compensate for what's going on upstairs. Um, I got a couple more things on that. We'll hit after the news break. 208-336-3700. Besides uh, just staying inside and trying to stay cool or finish up that last minute project outside, what are you working on today, this week in general, before fall comes? Uh, Not too far away, actually, when you think about it calendar-wise. We'll be back with more of the Home Fix Show after the news. I'm Joe Prin. You are listening to News Talk KBOI on 93.1 FM, 670 AM. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Hey, good morning and welcome back to The Home Fix Show. Thank you for being with us again as we enter our third hour of home improvement and construction and materials and contractors and all the conversation and talk that goes around that. We try to learn from each other and talk about things that maybe will inspire us or help us finish out a project that's halfway started or, you know, who knows what it is. But uh, that, that's what we do here each and every Saturday morning. Good morning and welcome to News Talk KBOI. And again, thank you for giving us part of your Saturday morning and the time that you have available to us. The phone number to join in on the program, 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700. Emails can also be sent to joe at joeprin.com. I'll start checking them uh, during the breaks in this hour and see if we can comment on some of that. Uh, joe at joeprin.com. Uh, Prior to the news break, we were chatting a little bit about some of the systems that try to compensate for the way our homes are built or just, and and that's not a bad thing. I mean, that's why we have these things in our homes like air conditioning systems is so that it will make up for things that maybe we can control or can't control. The thing is, a lot of times these these systems are only there to work for a couple weeks out of the year, maybe, or for a month or two out of the year. They they may not be used all year round because we do live in a four season climate here, where the difference between our annual highest temperature and lowest temperature could be, you know, well over a hundred degree spread. So uh, right now we're in that position of trying to keep our homes cool and our health our selves safe and healthy and doing what we can there and just think of the blessing that we have to be able to do some of that there's some folks that just don't have that luxury like we do so we can remember that also but let's get back into some of the things that we can do with our air conditioning systems to make sure that they are running the best that they possibly can and trying to help us out as much as they they can within their their design and limits and some of that so one of the things is if your air conditioning system ices up, have you ever done that? Gone out there on a very hot day and you look at the condenser outside, that uh, that device, uh, that component of your air conditioning system that's outside your home there, and it, it's just covered in ice. Um, the system needs to be turned off and allow that to all melt off and that moisture to come off. First thing you should do while that's happening is to check your filter, as we just talked about before the break, and make sure that it's not plugged and the system is trying to 
overcompensate for that because that air filter is plugged and it's not getting good airflow through the, the, the coils that are trying to keep your house cool. Uh, make sure that all the registers are open uh, in the house before calling a service person. Did something get plugged up or closed off or something? It, you know, icing can come from a, a whole lot of different causes. But if the filter is dirty or the registers are closed, uh, if, if that does, does not remedy the situation after de-icing, you know, try turning the air conditioning system on again and see if it operates correctly. If it doesn't, uh, we could have a very low coolant level or something in the system is leaking and it's trying to work way too hard and that's where you would need a professional to help you out. We need to remember that an air conditioning system is designed to achieve a certain temperature difference between the indoor and the outdoor temperatures. Uh, Just a a gap, a difference, a delta. Uh, The current energy code says that systems should be designed uh, so that on a 94-degree day, so that's not too far. That's only like 10 degrees away in Boise right now. But So a system that's designed for a 94-degree day, the home can be cooled down to 75 degrees. Now, many people say, well, 75 is fine. It may be a little warm, but it's fine. I can live with that. Uh, So then you explain that that is a 19-degree temperature difference between the indoor and the outdoor temperature. So if the temperature goes to 100, and if all the system can achieve by its design is a 19-degree difference, then the inside of the home is now up to 81 degrees. And maybe that's not okay for you. So for that, excuse me, for that reason alone, there are many homes that will not be able to drop the temperature on a 100 100 degree day down to maybe that 74 that you're trying to get to. Say my air conditioner is running and running and running and running and never shuts off and the house is never getting any cooler than 80 degrees. Well, that may not be that there's any fault with the system. It may be running as strong as it can and that's all that's going to happen. So if you are having a home built or you are getting a new air conditioner installed for your house, your HVAC company should discuss this with you and ask you what temperatures, what design do they have to engineer to to help you achieve this goal. If you're replacing your AC system, be sure to tell them uh, that you're dealing with this if the current system is not keeping up or not meeting your expectations, just so that they don't just put in the equivalent of what you already have. Uh, Also, if you're replacing your AC system, there are airflow measurements that must be taken into account to know how large of a system your current furnace and ducting will support. If your home has had energy upgrades like replacement windows or added insulation in that, you may not need the same cooling capacity of the system that you're replacing. You may be able to go with a smaller system and then uh, actually be able to run it maybe a little more often and actually save money in the in the process. All right, let's go to the phone lines and talk to Sam in Meridian. Good morning, Sam. Good morning there. Hi. I was wondering, we got a report from the Idaho Power Company, and they said that our house was 56 less efficient than most other houses. Wait, wait, wait. What, what, say that number again. Your phone kind of broke up there. 
56% less efficient. Okay. And it was built in 1995. I suspect they're the original windows. They are vinyl. But I'm just wondering, how do we go about finding out, like, do we need extra insulation somewhere or where the problem might lie? Yeah, yeah, very good questions. Uh, this this becomes one of those things. Um, time, money, desire all comes into play on this. There, there may be some things you can do that uh, cost a lot of money, but will also make a big difference and maybe isn't something you can do. There may be some things you can do very easily that don't cost a lot of money, but still make a difference, but maybe not a real big difference. So I've always felt that the first starting point is the insulation. And based on your home being 1995, there's a very good chance that it's following the previous building code requirements and recommendations for this area, which would have had a attic insulation level of an R38, a resistance factor of 38. We have since learned, and the current requirements are at least an R49. So we talked about this last week on the show. What does that difference look like? Is that an additional six or seven inches of insulation? Is it three or four? Well, part of it depends on what you already have there. Um, now, maybe it was never installed to its full capacity in the very beginning. Uh, maybe they shorted it a little bit or people have been crawling around in the attic for the last 25 years and squishing stuff down and shoving it aside and all that. So this is where you'd want to get an insulation company to come out there and take a look up in your attic or, you know, you can look to, but or look with them and have them say, yes, this would benefit from an additional X amount of insulation. And then they will quote you a price on that and install that insulation, probably in a blow-in type format. Um, there's some other different kinds of that, but just a, a blow-in insulation of some, some form in there to add to what you already have. And that would make probably the biggest difference because insulation works year-round and then you're increasing that R factor, that resistance for the heat to come down to the inside of your house. And you have to then try to compensate by cooling it. Or in the wintertime, it keeps the heat from leaking out, basically, and going all the way through the attic. And you don't have to run your furnace as much. So I would start with the insulation first. Okay. The the second thing is if you do have the original windows in your house, be it vinyl windows or anything, those are now getting to be about 25 years old also, right? 27 years. That yeah. is that is not uncommon for that to be the life of those windows, especially for windows of that era. We have increased uh what's called uh the well, in the glass of a double insulated window, there's a coating that's put on the inside of the outer layer of glass that is a low emissivity, I can't even say it, low E glass. That has evolved also since 1995. What we have today is better. We're also filling the windows that void between the two panels with argon rather than just air. And that argon although it has a lifespan of, you know, a few decades also, but that makes for a better insulated window. So the the window that looks almost identical to what you have today 
is going to be rated much higher of its energy efficiency. And that not only comes back in your power bills as far as how much it's going to cost to heat and cool your house, but it'll also come back to you in comfort. Your house will probably feel a little less drafty. Uh, there's not as much heat coming through the windows. There's not as much cold coming through the windows. And you also notice that the house probably gets a little quieter uh, because the, the, the better insulation between the glass is actually helps deaden sound a little bit. You won't hear as much traffic or, you know, the kids or the neighbors and stuff. It'll, it'll sound better when the windows are, are closed like that. Uh, those are the two big things. Beyond that, we can get into the furnace systems themselves and the air conditioners themselves and all that. But all those systems operate within that envelope of your house. So given the opportunity to do anything, I'd start looking at insulation first, invite a couple of the insulation companies out, have them inspect what you have, and then listen to the recommendations. One of them is a sponsor on this show, Go Green Insulation. I'd definitely call them and ask them for an opinion. Uh, the okay. same thing with some of the window companies. Uh, you know, just a, a standard kind of, uh, boy, don't take this word wrong, ordinary, a, a, a common house, something that's not, you know, something totally unique. Uh, you know, you could probably go back to a decent vinyl window and not overdo it. You can also upgrade to wood frame windows and composites and, you know, uh, all kinds of fiberglass and metals and there's, there's tons of window choices, and you can spend as much as you want on that. Uh, that would be a good call to make to uh, Viewpoint Windows and Doors. V-I-W-E? Yes, V-I-E-W, view, like the, the view out your window. Uh, these, okay. View, both, both of those com- yeah, both of those companies are on my resource list uh, at joeprin.com. You can get the phone numbers there. But uh, Viewpoint sells all those windows from, from the basic to the, you know, the extraordinary. And uh, they've got great installers that they'll hook you up with and can take care of removing and replacing and doing everything right. Um, dollar for dollar, the money spent right now, just with the cost of materials and time and availability, you could probably get that insulation done a whole lot quicker than you're going to get new windows. Right now, if you order windows because of the way things are in the building world and with supplies and in and, and the busyness of people and contractors, you're probably not going to get those windows installed until October or November if you ordered them right now. Uh, whereas oh, the, ins- the insulation, you, I, I would think that you could get that done in much shorter, much shorter time, maybe just a, a couple of weeks at the most. Okay, you said get a couple of bids. Do you have? I would. I don't. No, I only recommend the ones that I that I have. There are just one only. It's like trying to pick your favorite kids. That's why I only do the one. But <laughs> there, there's a lot of companies out there, and uh, you know you could check into them or or talk to some friends for some recommendations or or something. But uh, okay. I'd, I'd feel confident that you just use our sponsors and just them and them only because you don't need to really talk to anymore. But it sometimes it doesn't hurt to hear a second opinion or something. Okay, well, thanks, Joe. I really appreciate your yeah. help. Start with and the insulation, Sam, and then uh, look at doing some maybe some windows or door upgrades. Okay. And uh, it sounds like you have to go to a break. I do. If you have another question, though, stay on the line. We can talk some more right after we come back. Uh, thanks for being with us. We'll be back with more of the Home Fix Show right after this. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back. 
on News Talk KBOI. Electricians have to be both talented and very knowledgeable. They have to be creative when you want lighting, outlets, and switches added into your home. And they have to do it so that everything is up to the current electrical codes and safe for you and your family. Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable would like to be your go-to electrician when you need help. Rooms get repurposed into offices. Families grow. New electrical devices come into our lives. And as we grow older, we want more lighting or automation to enhance our lives. Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable can help you with all of this and a whole lot more. What are you wanting out of your electrical system? Talk to Dave and let him take care of it. Maybe it's even time to get that new hot tub or spa or to remodel the garage into that dream workshop or craft area. Consumer Electric and Cable, 208-939-8333. That's 208-939-8333. 208-939-8333. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage, your local home lender, can help you with every aspect of mortgage lending, whether you're buying or refinancing or even building a home. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage is here for you. Many people are just now realizing how much equity they have in their homes and looking for ways that they can remodel, add on, or just update their existing home. If you're looking for ways to finance a project like this, start with a conversation with Terry Hefner at Guild Mortgage. He can help you analyze the complete situation and choose an option that best fits you and your goals. Don't get stressed out or confused. Relax and let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your financing. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. Terry Hefner is NMLS 95796. The company is NMLS 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. 208 208- 599-8500. When you watch those home shows on TV, that first impression the exterior makes is very powerful. Not only does it set the tone for the value of the house, but it also makes those coming home to it feel great about where they live and how they take care of their house. But every now and then, we all need some help. Bill Bott and the team from Bott's Exteriors is who you want to call. Bill and his family have been making homes look great since Eagle Road was two lanes out in the country. Siding, porches, decks, windows, entry doors, gutters, and soffits. If it's the exterior of your home, Bots Exteriors can make repairs, replacements, upgrades, and makeovers. Come home to a beautiful home. If you need help, call Bots Exteriors. Quality work and honest, friendly service from start to finish is why Bots has so many repeat customers. Call and ask them to visit your house for a quote. 208-870-4324. That's Bots Exteriors. 208-870-4324. Making the decision to sell your home or buy a new one is very big. And when you choose your realtor, you want to know you're with a team that will be committed and with you for the complete process. Matt Bauscher has been voted the number one real estate agent in the Boise area and is the founding partner at Amherst Madison. For you, that means an incredible team of professionals that will help you reach your goal, respect your time, your family, and your desires. Look at current listings or read what Matt's clients have to say at BauscherRealEstate.com. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite basketball team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community. Reach Matt at BauscherRealEstate.com.
This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. Let's get uh, Sam back on the phone line here. Uh, Sam, before we move on to your, your next question, um, I did remember something during the break here. Um, you've got, okay. you're, you're in Meridian, right? Yes. Yeah, you've got a company right there in Meridian that does what's called energy auditing. Um, this okay. is this is a private contractor where what they do is they come to your house and they look at everything energy wise, everything oh, wow. that you've got, cool. and and they look for where the opportunities are. Now they don't have a vested interest in any one particular thing, so it's a great way to get totally unbiased information and we had uh, this gentleman from this company he was on the show here uh with with uh with another guest and i just totally spaced that out that that that's available well and not just in meridian but all over the valley but the company's called momentum um i do not have them on my resource list and i need to put them on there now that i think about it but i can give you their phone number here it's uh awesome. yeah it's 794 nine seven zero two now what makes this a little different so nine i'm sorry seven nine four nine seven zero two and that's a 208 on the front of that but it's called momentum they've got an office over on pine there somewhere uh anyway that so so what what is a little different here though is you're going to have to spend some money with them to have them do what they do right um they're they're providing you service and expertise in that you're going to pay for this when you just call like an insulation company out, they're going to give you their recommendations. They're going to give you a quote. They're probably not going to charge you for that because they are going to make it up when they sell you the product, right? So, right. so you have to wonder sometimes, you know, where, where is the best deal? Is it better to get this? Well, sometimes it's, it's like, you know, going to the, uh, the, the shoe store and you tell them you got a problem. Well, of course they've got shoes that are going to fix your problem. So, uh, if, if you want that unbiased information, you want somebody to go through and say, you know, here's logically what should happen first, second, third, fourth, you know, that's where maybe one of these independent contractors that is going to analyze everything that you have and look for the opportunities comes in, uh, and then sure. you can manage the process. So you might, you might take a look at that. Idaho yeah, power has, yeah, Idaho power has something like that. I don't exactly understand how their system works. They do have some energy auditing that can be done, but I'm, I'm, I don't know what all that is inclusive of. It's a program you have to apply for. It's going to take some time and that where this other one may be a more direct end result for you is just to hire somebody to come in and do it. Okay, well, right. great. Thank okay. you for remembering that. Now, on to why you stayed on hold to begin with. What's up? So, we have a concrete driveway that is starting to, like, I don't know even how to describe it, but it's sort of like pitting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, oh, I was going to go out there and look at it and see if I could take a picture and send it, but the lawnmower of the neighbors is going. So I'll come <laughs> back in. <laughs> anyway, it's... um. 
It's all over the whole driveway, and I don't know if originally it was done with the wrong mixture or something, but we've tried patching it or covering it with that concrete seal, and that didn't last very long. Yeah. So do what do you recommend? Do we have to do a whole re? Well, is this is this the original 1995 uh, concrete that was placed? Okay, all right. Yes, I imagine. Yeah. and when did this start happening? Has this been going on for a long time, or is it just like last year this happened? No, um, probably about the last 10 years it's, since we've bought the house, it's just been getting a little bit worse mm-hmm. and worse. So what that's called is spalling. And what Ooh. spalling is, is where the surface of the concrete uh when when concrete is placed and they have that truck and it's you know being poured out of the chute of the truck and the people are working it you've seen how they can smack the top of the concrete and work it with the tools and it's called floating and what they do is they they float up to the surface of the uh the concrete you know in the cement mixture they float up the cement there or the concrete at the top of that and the rocks get pushed down. Otherwise, it'd be all lumpy and bumpy, and you'd see all kinds of exposed rocks. So that little thin top layer that's on there, when you look inside that place where that's blown apart, you see those rocks in there, don't you? Because they only put, yeah. yeah, they just pushed them down a little way. So that top layer, it almost creates like a skin over the top of where the real concrete actually is. And what happens is if we get some moisture that has soaked in or gotten into a small crack or a pit or something, and it's gotten in there and then frozen, this is a problem that happens in the wintertime. The moisture gets between that skin layer and all the rocks and aggregate that's in there, and it freezes, and it breaks it loose. It pops it off of there, just like a a scab coming off. It just pops it right off. And it's usually a bigger issue than what you see. You may see a spot that's the size of a, you know, a tennis ball around, but it's probably actually twice that that's loose. If you went out there and tapped on it with a hammer around the edge, it, that the size of that, that wound area is going to get at least twice as big. Um, one of the things that contributes or can ruin concrete like this is the ice melting. Uh, materials that we use to try to uh, keep ice from being on our driveway in the winter, all that, especially salt. If you put any salt out there or any of those ice melt products over the years on your driveway, that accelerates this process happening. Okay. Because it keeps it wetter. The other thing is, is if maybe the city of Meridian or Ada County Highway Department or, yeah, it'd be Ada County Highway has maybe changed the chemical mixture of what they put on the roads and maybe you're bringing more of that up onto your driveway than what the previous owner ever did, uh, that can contribute to it too. It's, it's, it just happens. It just happens. And all the patching material that you do and all the sealants and everything, nothing of that is going to actually stop it. So, you know, I just wouldn't worry about it at this point. Just kind of let it go. Try to keep the ice melt and stuff off of it. Sweep up the loose spots and maybe just resign yourself to the fact that, you know, in a few more years, if cosmetically it's driving you crazy, you're just going to have to bust that all out and just place some new concrete, have a new driveway put in. 
Okay. Yeah, but I've, I've yet to see any of the patches or the coatings that really work real well unless you, you know, you do the whole thing. All right. Well, that's good to know. I've yeah. been wanting to call you about that for a long time. Yeah, so. that's all it is. It's it's nothing you're doing during the summer. It's a winter damage problem, and it's because of the moisture and the freezing. All right. Well, thank you so much, Joe. I really appreciate your help yeah. and insight. Thank you, Sam, for calling in. It was great to hear from you today. We'll be back. More of the Home Fix Show coming up right after this on News Talk KBOI. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Let's get that project started. Hop in the truck right now and head for High Desert Hardwood. The materials you need for that woodworking project are waiting for you. Jump on your computer and visit highdeserthardwood.com to review the current stock list. But wait, here's why you want to make the trip today. There are things you cannot see till you're there. That special one-off cut, that perfect block for your turning, that smaller piece that is perfect for what you need, or that extra wide board that you just never see, except at High Desert. Yeah, you need to find the keys and get moving. Open Monday through Saturday at 1758 East State Street on the east end of Eagle or call 208-939-9366. High Desert is for woodworkers and is owned and operated by woodworkers. They get it. You want to find exactly what you need. Find it at High Desert Hardwood, 1758 East State Street in Eagle, 208-939-9366. How do you make the most of your land? Well, that depends on who you ask. Let's visit the Wren family. The Wrens do it on a John Deere mower. Rodney Wren says, being on that mower, it's my happy place. Next door, the Hubbards, they work behind the wheel of a John Deere compact tractor. According to Jordan Hubbard, every project for us is a new experience. And across the street, the Mosers, they drive a John Deere Gator UTV. Michelle Moser says, we're always switching gears. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Stop by and see Campbell Tractor and bring your neighbors. Campbell Tractor, 2014 North Franklin Boulevard in Nampa. Campbell Tractor stores are also in Homedale, Fruitland, Glens Ferry, Wendell, and Ontario. Visit CampbellTractor.com to see more right now. That's CampbellTractor.com. Reduce your air conditioning cost with SolarTube Whole House Fans from Solar Concepts of Idaho. Whole House Fans pull cool, fresh air into your home and push hot, stale air out through the vents in your attic. Whole House Fans help eliminate the allergens, bacteria, and odors from your home, creating a healthier, cleaner environment for you and your family. Whole House Fans can reduce your air conditioning cost 50 to 90%. Plus, cash incentives and rebates are available. Call Solar Concepts of Idaho today for your free consultation. Solar Concepts has been the trusted choice in the Treasure Valley since 1995, and we're Idaho's only premier SolarTube products dealer. Visit our showroom at 2053 East Fairview in Meridian, schedule a free consultation today, or visit our website to see all of our great energy-saving solutions at solar-concepts.com. That's solar-concepts.com. Did you find a hanger on your doorknob, or maybe it was an ad you saw on Facebook, or maybe even a card came in the mail? Yep, there is no shortage of people that want to clean your dryer vent for you. But why is it that these folks try to compare themselves to Dryer Vent Wizard? 
It's because Mike and his team have been cleaning and servicing dryer vents for many years now and have set the standard for what is the best. Hey, nothing against trying to be the best, but as a listener to the Home Fix Show, you can have the best without question. Dryer Vent Wizard. Making your clothes dry faster, making your home safer, keeping utility bills lower, all while providing professional experience, service, and materials. Call Mike at Dryer Vent Wizard. Here's a special Home Fix listener phone number, 208-340-1070. That's 208-340-1070 for Dryer Vent Wizard. Or schedule online at idadryerguy.com. Dryer Vent Wizard. If you hear anything you'd like to revisit, check out the Home Fix podcast on the 670KBOI app. First, download the 670KBOI app from the App Store for free. Then, click Podcasts. Then, click on the Home Fix Show. Now back to Joe Prin. This is the Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. In the construction world... A bunch of, what is it, nomenclature, acronyms, verbal traditions have developed as builders and contractors move around the country and on-the-job training takes place regionally or locally. It's easy to mix up the details of the language used in building. And I've told you recently here on this show that I'm going to try to explain these things better and not just assume that everybody knows all this stuff. Because uh, I know that bothers me when I'm trying to talk to somebody outside of my things that I know about. Um, those that do know uh, what I'm going to be talking about here, check me and make sure that I'm saying this right and that I'm uh, describing things right. So here's an example of that came up in my face this week. It's the handing of doors. Handing of doors. So there's one word, handing. Here in Idaho, you will find two ways to, and here's another new word, call out the handing of a door. Uh, Doors can be left-handed. Doors can be right-handed. It could be either way, right? So how do you communicate that? Uh, Well, one method is what's called the the butt-to-the-butt method. Uh, This is where you open the door, or you imagine it opened, and you put your butt up against the door jamb, the vertical piece there that has the hinges screwed to it. Uh, Those hinges are also called butts at a door shop. That's just an old term for them. So with your butt in place, the imaginary opening, opened door will either be on your left, to your left hand, or to your right, where you'd use your right hand. If you could reach out with your left hand and grab this doorknob, that in some circles, that would be called a left-hand door. However, However, other door shops will do it a different way. So I want you to imagine this imaginary door again. This time, that door is closed. And when I say closed, you can only see the hinges, the door butt, you can only see the hinges on one side of the wall, right? One side of the wall, you can't see any hinges at all. But on the other side, you can see the hinges. So the exact same door as in the previous example, when it's shut, 
and we are standing on the side of the door where we can see the hinges. In this case, if we see the hinges on the right, it is a right-hand door in some circles. So you can see how the exact same door could be called a right-hand door within some people's language, and it could be called a left-hand door within some people's languages. So when I was a contractor and the door shops called out the doors, they used that second example. That's the way that they said, this is the way that we do it here. Okay, it was easy to communicate. What side can you see the hinges on? I'd ask the homeowner, okay, you want me to put this door in here? What side can you see the hinges on? They'd have to think, okay, well, I'm on this side. I want it to swing this way so the hinges are on the left. Okay, that's a left-hand door. But then, but uh, some of the national retailers that uh, came in here and had these stores that have doors on their sales floors and all that and the home centers, they use the other way because that's what's common in some other places, other coastal areas, California and the East Coast and stuff. They call out the doors the other way. So often one person communicating to another gets these mixed up. And several times I had homeowners order doors from, say, Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever, and to have them arrive with the wrong swing. The door was swinging the wrong way. It wasn't right for the opening or not right for what they wanted it to do. And you can't just reverse it. Yeah, you could turn the door around in the opening, but that may not be the way that you want the door to swing. You don't want it to swing out into the hallway from a bedroom, or you don't want it to swing out of the house. You want it to swing into the house on your front doors usually. So be careful with this whenever you talk doors with a tradesperson or a supplier. Also double check what you pick out of the rack at the store I've seen more than once doors mislabeled. You think you're buying a left hand, but uh, actually it's really a right hand. So double check everything because you want to be speaking the same language, right? So now on to tape measures. Uh, This is another thing. Should we go on back to the metric system? Well, maybe. Some people will say, yeah, we should have done that a long time ago, but we have what we have, so let's just work with this right now. I know you tried blue cheese once and you hated it. You'll never try it again. And we tried metric in the 80s too, but uh, there may be some some good reasons for it. But anyway, uh, there are two ways that the trades call out measurements. And I've just self-titled these totals and composites. Totals would be like saying that you want a piece of wood cut to a two by four, let's say cut to 128 inches long. That's the total, 128 inches. If I was using a composite measurement, I may have said that I want that same 2x4 cut to 10 feet 8 inches. What is easier? Well, it depends on who you're talking to and the way that they want things described. 10 feet 8 inches tells somebody that they will need to cut that out of a 12-foot piece of lumber because they already know it's more than 10 feet. The next size up is 12 feet. So that helps that out a little bit. Tell them 128 inches, and they've got to think a minute and figure that out. But there is also less chance of getting it wrong when you actually make the cut. So now you add fractions into this, okay? And in fractions, we all know how fractions work, right? You have a tad, a smidge, a bit, a hair, a skosh, (laughs) a few others. (laughs) You know, you use that, right? It's six and a hair or... Six and a bit or a tad, more than that. No, not really. Okay. But there are halves and quarters and eighths and sixteenths and on down. 
So in the total way of communicating a measurement, when I said we had totals and composites, in the total way of communicating, you would yell down to your helper on the saw or whatever, or in your own mind, you'd say 128 and 3 sixteenths. That's the total, 128 and 3 sixteenths. A composite communicator, somebody who composites their numbers, would say 10 foot 8 and 3 sixteenths. Now, both are correct. It just depends on your style and what you want to hear. But uh, here's where it gets weird a little bit. Um, well, no, we're going to hold this because uh, when I come back, it's, yeah, you, you'll appreciate this if you've ever taken a few measurements in your house. More of the Home Fix Show coming up right after this. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Your windows are really being put to the test. First, it's the freezing cold, then windy and dusty, then rain, and pretty soon, very hot. And around here, that could all be in the next month. And if your current windows fail the test of comfort, quiet, and energy efficiency, it's time to talk to Viewpoint Windows and Doors. Milgard windows from Viewpoint Windows and Doors are a great choice for your home. Milgard windows have one of the finest warranties in the window business. They even cover accidental glass breakage. Viewpoint Windows and Doors will not only install your new Milgard windows, but they also can provide any service or repairs you might need in the future. There's never a bad time of year to talk to Viewpoint Windows and Doors and plan out your new windows. Call this number 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com Don't let your tile grout get the best of you. Call Permatreat and things will get easier for you from here forward. When Permatreat arrives, they will start with a thorough deep cleaning and if needed, they can also repair any chipped or missing grout. Then comes the careful application of the Permatreat sealant, the last sealant you will ever need. While you're thinking about this, Permatreat also seals masonry and stone surfaces, backsplashes, patios, driveways and sidewalks, and tinted or stained concrete. If you want to seal it and keep it stain-free and looking good, call Permatreat now to set up your free quote. 208-895-0000. That's not a typo. 208-895-0000. Permatreat is the way to avoid all the scrubbing, scraping, and nasty chemicals of trying to keep your grout lines clean. Imagine all the extra time you'll have as well as a great-looking tile grout and sealed surfaces. Do you remember that phone number? 208 895 Permatreat. Who are we trying to kid? I mean, come on. Flat and low sloping roofs are not all that exciting. In fact, most times you cannot even see them on homes, businesses, and commercial properties. And that is part of the problem. Out of sight, out of mind. They get forgotten about until leaks show up and then you need help. Precision Single Ply is your roofing company in the Treasure Valley for flat and low slope roofs. With the most up-to-date technologies in membrane roofing, Precision Single Ply will provide your structure with a quality roof that, well, you can forget about for a long time. They also offer annual inspections to make sure problems do not develop and can come out quickly and make repairs if they do. Precision Single Ply is looking for people to join their team of installers and you can earn while you learn. If you need help with a low sloping or flat roof or 
Are you looking for a career in the roofing trade? Call Precision Single Ply, 208-939-9979, 208-939-9979. At Master Plumbing, just like yourself, we celebrate our nation's independence this month. And because of what happened 246 years ago, we have the freedom to choose our own professions, beliefs, and how we spend our days. And to succeed at those things, we need the help of others. When we need a desired skill or an extra pair of hands in the shop. At Master Plumbing, we have the expertise and the right equipment to help you with just about any plumbing need. From clogged drains and leaky faucets to installing a new hot water heater or water softener system. You're the master in your field. Let the experts at Master Plumbing keep your home's water systems flowing freely. This July, celebrate the true meaning of our independence and enjoy life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Master Plumbing, 208-888-9191 or visit callmasternow.com. Call the masters, call the master plumbing, the masters of the trade. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. So as we were saying, in taking measurements and communicating measurements, there's these two ways, the total and the composite. And whichever one works for you, fine. Just make sure that the other person understands that also. Or if somebody's communicating measurements to you, make sure you understand their language. So within the trades, some people use one way and other trades use another way. So the measurement system that let's say a plumber uses may be different than a framing, uh, you know, carpenter or contractor. So they, they talk different within their own trades. So let's take kitchen cabinets for one. All measurements on drawings that are done of kitchens and how they lay out and all that, all the measurements that are done for kitchen cabinets are done in totals. They're done in inches, in inches and maybe fractions only. So a three foot wide sink cabinet is drawn and labeled. It's on the order forms, everything as 36 inches. This is because of duplication in one thing that I was told. Imagine a photocopy of a photocopy of a photocopy of a drawing or something. If that cabinet was labeled as three foot zero inches, like the window and door trades do, and it just happens that that little apostrophe or the closed quote mark disappears in the copy process or the toner cartridge was low or something, that 36 inch cabinet, because it was labeled as three foot zero inches, could become 30 inches, just three zero inches total to a person looking at it or building it or laying that out on the floor or whatever. This exact situation, well, not with the cabinets, but this situation happened to a neighbor of mine this week. He's building this beautiful barn, absolutely fantastic work, beautiful. Uh, he has several windows in this barn that are being called out as 5-0 by 1-6. Five foot zero inches by one foot six inches tall. So they're wide and short. They're up along the top of the roof line there. That means five feet zero inches wide and one foot six inches tall. This is always the way it is done in the window business. You start with the width and then you go to the height. 
So this wouldn't be a 1650. Otherwise, he's going to get a window that's one foot six inches wide and five foot tall. So you can imagine the sliding portion of that or the opening portion wouldn't mechanically work out right. You can't put a sideways window laying horizontal. So just that alone is just remembering that you always do the width first and then the height when you do measurements is worth remembering on its own. Uh, the width and then the height. Same for doors. The doors in your house, doors are called out the same way. It may be a 3068 door. That means that it's three foot zero inches wide or 36 inches wide, right? By six foot eight inches tall or 84 inches. So why don't we just call doors 36 by 84? Well, some people do, but in the trades, contractors have gotten used to through tradition and other reasons, they'll call it as a 3068. Well, if you don't write that down right, you might get a door that's you know 30 inches wide and 68 inches tall. Obviously, that's not going to fit into a 36-inch by 84-inch opening. So you can see why this gets confusing. So back to the barn. I don't know for sure why or how or whatever, but when my neighbor went to install his windows this last week into this opening that the contractor had framed, the windows were the right width, but the opening... <coughs> excuse me, was two inches too short. So there was a hole in the wall that was five foot zero inches wide, which was exactly right, but it was only 16 inches tall, uh, 16 and not one foot six. Hmm, is that where that happened? They saw that on the plans and they made it 16 inches, not one foot six, because one foot six would have been 18 inches tall, and needless to say, his windows did not fit. And he had to reframe the openings by lowering the sills. Luckily, that was a lot easier than making them wider, and he did all that. But did the framer see 1.6 and translate that into 16 inches? Maybe. Or in copying the plans, was there a speck of dirt on the scanner or something in the 18? The 8 turned into a 6. Well, maybe. Or did they? somebody just screw up? It could be any or all of the above. But the point to make here is that in finish work, like doors and windows and cabinets, it's easy for us to speak different languages with the people involved. And none of us like to be the source of a, what could be a very expensive mistake. So be careful how you say, call out, write down and communicate your measurements. Make sure it is uh, that you are being heard as you intended Uh, Check it maybe a couple of different ways. Make sure your doors and windows and cabinets that you've ordered have, you know, these right measurements so that you you avoid the chance of them coming in the wrong size, especially in days like today when, you know, our our construction industry is just such a, a time and a delay mess where custom kitchen cabinets can be, you know, six months out and you don't want to get them six months later and and then find out that two of them are the wrong size. Uh, then what do you do? Just go without them for no? It, it brings the whole project to a grinding halt. So um, someday here on the show we'll get into the next lesson: why two by fours are not two inches by four inches, and why sixteen penny nails are not called three and a quarter inch nails. <laughs> so we can stay tuned for that in a, uh, a future home fix show program coming up. But uh, yeah, if you are taking any measurements down and communicating with others, let's really make sure that we're all talking the same language. Isn't that weird? Just within the English language, there's all these sub-languages with there. And even within all the trades, they uh, people talk 
different amongst themselves. It's not like they're trying to embarrass you or keep you from knowing something. We just get used to doing that. And it makes us uncomfortable when we are stepping into somebody else's world. Well, I hope you learned something on today's show that you might not have known. Perhaps you can help somebody else out with something that you heard here or five years from now, something pops up in your life and you say, I remember that. And uh, you're able to take care of that. That's what it's all about. I'll be back next week here on News Talk KBOI with another program. I hope you will consider joining us, allocate your time for that. That would be greatly appreciated. I'll see you then. Until then, thanks for being with us. I'm Joe Prin. You've been listening to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI.